neither of us have puns, uh, and we're going to talk a lot about other things before we get into the song. So this is it. You want to say it, Justin? Yeah, we, we've reached it, man. At episode 181, man. This is it. The end is beautiful. This is Jimmy Epop. All right. Here, here we go. Is. Woo. There's pen ultimate and this is it. The ultimate. The ultimate. <laughs> there is no pen. No. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's just jump into it. We have some housekeeping to get into before we jump to the song um, and all that stuff. Uh, it's been quite the journey, my friend. It has. Um, so say the least. Uh, I, I, uh, I know you're probably going to read your thing at the end and I didn't even write a thing. Yep. But I do want to up top say uh, thank you for answering my text and being down <laughs> to meet with me 181 basically consecutive weeks. Yeah. And uh, everybody doesn't see behind the the podcast player, but Justin assembles the audio for all the episodes. So we each record uh, uh, locally on our end. I've used probably three or four media <laughs> yeah. since starting the pod. <laughs> And uh, Justin never fails to assemble and schedule the pod to go live. He also, uh, one of the caveats, and we don't talk about, we've mentioned it a couple times, but uh, this being the quote-unquote last episode, we will have stuff in the future probably, but um, this is it for songs. We're out of them. Yeah. Um, uh, he, what, shoot, what was I going to say? Um, uh, uh, he schedules the show. Was it about digression? Was it about reorganizing the uh, discography? Ah, uh, uh, no. You know what it was? When I told Justin and he was game, I said, "Okay, look. Here's my caveat: is uh, I set up the last podcast that I did, and I don't know how to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I need you. I I can point you toward all of the things. And Justin knew what all the things meant and what it took me weeks to do on my last podcast. Uh, he handled in like probably an afternoon or an evening based on me saying, I don't know, here's this and and here's this. Uh, and um, and so, yeah, I, you know, I uh, I just wanted to thank you, Justin, and uh, going on this ride with anyone else would have been uh, I don't think I would have gotten to the end. I think uh I think I always wanted to impress you every week. And uh, and to be honest, like every week I didn't do research. I was more upset that I was letting you down than anything. Um, not that you uh, probably ever thought that. but I uh, never did. No. In <laughs> fact, I was I uh, I feel like there were only a handful of times when I was completely unprepared. And it was mainly because I misunderstood what you wanted. And I think that was mainly for just the uh the Patreon episodes, there were a couple of them where he said, okay, you go first. And I go, wait, with what? <laughs> so aside from that, uh, I've always felt like I have to be prepared. So I would make time and say, look, I can't go out. Um, we can't go out to this this dinner or something. I just need to, to research a little bit. And then there were days when you would say, you would come in and say, hey, I haven't done research. Let's just do this on the fly. <laughs> and I thought, I can't believe you can do that. And you did just fine on those episodes. Just fine. So I was impressed that you were able to do it. Um, I never thought I never thought any different of you. I just was impressed that you were able to do it, and you never said, "Hey, let's push." Well, okay, I take that back. There were a few times where you said, "I don't feel like I've gotten enough on a good episode." Sure, yeah. But there were some there were some clunker episodes where there wasn't much to get, and you just said, "I haven't done it. Let's you know, fuck we'll it, do we'll it do it live." live. Classic. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
Welp, um, let's uh, let's let's stop talking about each other and let other people yeah. talk about us. Uh, where do you want to start? Should we start L- at voicemails? Let's do that. Well, here I only have one email uh, that I wanted to awesome. go. Over. Thank you. Okay. Do you want? Let me see how it is. Do you want to tag team this one, uh, or do you want this me is, just to read? This is uh, G- well. One came in this afternoon as well. Let me refresh. We got Jake's. Was there any others? There was just the voicemail that came in this evening. Oh, okay, yes. And I have but, that uh, up in uh, voice. Jake wrote us this morning, right? Yes. Uh, or, yes, yeah. Awesome, yeah, let's tag team this. All right, go ahead and start it off then if you got it. All right, dear David and Justin, as you record your final episode for now, I wanted to share a note saying congratulations and thank you for an incredible podcast run. Jimmy Eat World is truly, undoubtedly, one of the most important and influential rock bands in the last 30 years, and you've done their legacy a tremendous service. It's been such an honor to play a role in this. Thank you for having me on the show twice to talk about my favorite band and for utilizing my work from 2019 so often. It was an unbelievable experience to realize last spring that my name and my work, a 21,000-word piece of writing I devoted a year of my free time to making, was being used so frequently as part of an important project about this band. I wanted to let you guys know that your highlighting of my Jimmy Eat World content has had a tangible and positive impact on me as a writer. After appearing on your podcast last summer, I committed to doing more writing again in my free time, which is something I had really not done since the pandemic started. I haven't done a lot of music writing outside of my year-end stuff I do every year, but I really got back into doing my baseball writing, in particular about my beloved Boston Red Sox. My new work started to get noticed over the winter. That led to me getting several freelance writing gigs for local sports websites in Boston, and I'm now appearing weekly on a popular Red Sox podcast. Whoa, I don't I don't know exactly where it's all going, but I don't think any of this would have happened without you guys noticing my Jimmy World list and mentioning it in nearly every episode of your podcast. I am eternally grateful to you both for that. Again, I wanted to congratulate and thank you for this incredible run. And let me know if I can ever be of any help or assistance as the podcast moves into a new phase, as it sounds like you guys are thankfully not retiring this project permanently. <laughs> Party on, dudes. Jake T. O'Donnell. I'm so glad he signed to Jake T. O'Donnell because that's, right. that's how we, we refer to him, even and, though it's... Yeah, like, and uh, our thank you to Jake is to send Justin Turner to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's super cool, and we didn't read that. Yeah. I, I didn't I, read that before, uh, that's before amazing. reading it just now, so that, that was news to me and, and terrific. Yeah, congratulations. That was awesome to read. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Super fun. Congratulations, Jake. All right. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, so that was that. Um, and thank you for writing us. That was uh, that was awesome, and feels great to read. Yes. Um, you want to do voicemails? Yeah, let's do it. I got. Uh, I'll start with the first one from March twenty first. I I don't know who these are because I'm just clicking on this and I'll. That's hit right. Play. I know your phone. Oh, let's give phone numbers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because <laughs> I don't have any of them saved in as. Uh, I don't think I have them saved as contacts. No, I don't have any of these. Oh. Uh, Oh, there were uh, a couple. One, of, one of you is a suspected scam. <laughs> yeah, right. Spam call. I want to know who that one is. That's number yeah. four. All right, here's yeah. the first one. Hey, David and Justin. This is Jed or Linux. Uh, just calling to wish you a happy last episode of the podcast, at least for now. Uh, really want to say thank you for all the work that you've done to help bring the fan base together uh, around a cool show with a cool concept. Um, 
yeah, I really appreciate everything and glad that you all could let us go on your journey of becoming even bigger fans of the of the bands. Stay excellent. Yes. Awesome. <sighs> Thank, Thank you, Jed. Slash Linux. I'm yeah. adding these people to our uh to our uh Contacts. phone book as I go. Okay, good. Yeah. And one day one day, Jed, I'll meet you in person. <laughs> That's right. We will have a beer or something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Next one. Let's see who this one's from. Oh, this is I already I, I cheated and read forward a little bit. Oh, did I'm you? So okay. Happy. All right. <laughs> I loved um the voicemail greeting or whatever message. Um I just watched Bill and Ted face the music yesterday, so um right back at you. Be excellent to each other. I am the self-proclaimed <laughs> biggest Jimmy World fan that you've never met. Um, my oldest son's middle name is James, and that was on purpose. Um, I have sweetness tattooed on my left arm. Uh, the band have been nothing short of inspirational. Um, Jim Atkins is awesome. <sighs> I'm going to have to call back and leave another message because I don't know if this one will suffice, but uh, be excellent. That does suffice. It However, does. I don't know who left that message. Me neither. Um, and you know what? I love that we don't, like, there are times that it felt like we never were the biggest podcast. Right. But we were consistent and we consistently have old episodes still gaining numbers and stuff like that and so the podcast did what we set out to do was become an evergreen source of reference um yes we have probably overarching story arcs that go <laughs> between <laughs> things like somebody might you know hear us talk about uh megan galding or something and not really get the context <laughs> around it but uh i don't know that you necessarily need any con any further context but uh uh, thank you, Mystery Caller. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Did you look up the area code? I did. It's uh, Ohio. Ohio. Oh, well, you know, for lovers. Right. <laughs> is what I say. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, uh, looks like Toledo, Mansfield, and Findlay. Nice. Um, well, thank you, Mystery Caller. Um, and that did suffice, so thank you. And I'm so glad that somebody just watched Bill and Ted Bass Music. Heck yeah. yeah so. Right. <laughs> I got I to do a rewatch. We're going to talk yeah. more about Bill and Ted later. So Yes. Anyway. Okay, uh, sweet. Let's, Our let's third move on up. VM here. I know who this is. Justin, David, it's Kevin Brown. Just wanted to say congratulations. You guys have <laughs> done it. You finally managed to pull off the entire Jimmy World catalog, and that is no minor feat. Thanks again for having me on to discuss the song through. Still one of my top five Jimmy World songs to this day. Um, it's been an absolute blast listening to you guys every single week. It's kind of just having like a weekly catch-up session with you guys and listening to the funny different anecdotes you've had, discussing the songs, really just kind of getting into the details of the band's catalog. And it's been a blast every step of the way. And, of course, thanks again for um, for doing the congratulations mini so before the actual episode came out for uh, for my wedding as a gift from my wife. That really, really was special. And we got to see while we were on our honeymoon in Maine. So um, congratulations again. Thank you again. And of course, as always, I hope you were both excellent to each other. 
and party on, dude. Yes. Nice, dude. <laughs> With emphasis, please. Thank you, Kevin. <sighs> uh, Kevin has been um, integral behind the scenes. Kevin was, he was the first owner of the shared Google Drive, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Kevin has had all kinds of things organized in a way that we didn't have. I kind of had my iTunes library that had everything that I pulled from the old Jimmy World online websites and stuff years and years and years ago as archived as best as I could do. But he had gone a step further and had it organized on a Google Drive ready to go. So when we started the podcast, joined the Discord, and Kevin was in there, he was like, hey, I have all this stuff organized already and linked us to it. And uh, and it's been a great community oh, effort yeah. to add to it, to audit it, and uh, and it's a fun a fun little thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> I always see his name. Mark this go next back. one is not spam. Is yeah, I did mark it as not spam. You know what? Uh, I'm sorry, Ben Foot, but <laughs> your your phone number was considered spam, buddy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. This is Ben. All right. Hey, Justin and David, this is Ben Foot. How many episodes has it been since I called in? Twelve, twenty-three, ninety-five. <laughs> Well, sorry about that. Uh, I've been in the middle of parenthood, which, to be quite honest, has been nothing but sweetness. Even when I'm so sleeping good. and hear something loud, I know it's my daughter. I pick her up from her snoo. There are so many automated devices in my house for her. It's like a freaking robot factory in here. Anyway, <laughs> I pick her up, but she's hungry, so my wife is like, pass the baby, and that's all I can do. Anyway, I just wanted to call and share my appreciation for all you've done on this pod. Ever since the opener, episode four and beyond, you two deserve a praise course. And now that an era is ending, I just want to say you were good. And if you don't uh, don't feel like you deserve my man crush, well, here it goes. Be sensible. Let it happen. The work you've put into this has been so grounded, and every episode is premiered exactly when I want to it, too. My best theory is that you two are the finest podcasters out there. Hey, now, look at you. Way cool. On time. Listening to you two, whether in cars, in my room, in the same room as my diamond of a wife, I just hope you two get to one mil listeners. So to the two of you from your resident voicemailer, congratulations. And know that as you're wrapping up, the end is beautiful. Tachi. Party on, guys. Be excellent. Bye. I like that just throws in Chachi. Oh man, I gotta go back through that. that how many fun. were in there? I, I forgot how many I, references he had from twelve twenty three ninety five, right? Yeah, <laughs> all the way down. Yeah. Yep. Jeez, who needs a pun when you have Ben Foot? That was well done. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chachi. <laughs> Chachi. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was super super fun. Thank and, you. And uh, I think he's. I mean, we weren't making it a secret, but I feel like he's the only one that sort of referenced the end is beautiful as like. Oh, like I get it. This is the last one you're doing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Good. Good on you, Ben. And yeah. what a what a well written uh, and performed voicemail. Yeah. So thank you. Okay. Ready for the last one let, here? Let us. All right, here we go. I can see Applebee's in here. I think I know who this is. <laughs> hey guys, um, just calling to say congratulations on finishing the pod. And I did this for the hundredth episode, but I'm gonna do it for the final one too. It's Applebee's post, and uh, just to remind your listeners, it's my friend Jason. Like many, many years ago, they combined all these quotes from an Applebee's menu, and it's the post that they always say. So, hanging out with friends and always having a reason to celebrate. 
to drinking what you like with people you like and lifting your glasses high and your spirits higher to living life to the fullest flavor. The good drinks, good friends, and good times. Um, yeah, just looking forward to all those uh, special episodes that you guys will put out when the band has songs here and there. And, um, yeah, I'm going to have a little bit more time. going to have to sign another <laughs> podcast that comes out every Friday. Um, anyway, with many pleasurable hours. And thanks. And you guys are awesome. Thanks. Oh, thank you, yeah. Kim. <laughs> thank you so uh, much. Oh, man. Uh, that is a uh, 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 good friend of the pod who came out to our Applebee's uh, celebration for, was that episode 50 for? Uh, no, that was episode 100. We It was episode 100. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it felt like it. Oh, yeah. No, 50, we did the big uh, Lucky Denver episode. But yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, people came from out of town for that. And that felt Yeah, which ridiculous. is wild. Yeah. A, a budding little uh, podcast yeah. out of Southern uh, this California. Is, uh, this is housekeeping for us. I never hit record on Zoom. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. So <laughs> that's okay. I was at least recording on my end over here uh, in audition. <laughs> I was too excited. To, I was too nervous and excited to get started. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, the most voicemails we've ever had in an episode. And that was, uh, that oh, was terrific. Man. Amazing. Um, I do want to thank uh, fellow podcaster Sadie Hawkins Pod. They've been retweeting all of our uh, the middle episodes since yeah. it dropped, um, and so it's been really nice uh, of, of them to uh, Danny and Jess to uh, repost our episodes uh, as the end is nigh. Uh, speaking is. of the end is nigh, um, we got some love. I posted to um, the Jimmy World subreddit as well as a couple other uh, groups. And I wanted to read some of the comments specifically on the subreddit where we almost never post. And I thought it would be nice to uh, to read through some of these. Would you like to tag team some of these? Yeah. Uh, do you have the link to I'm that? I'm you right now. Thank you, sir. Yeah, let's do it. I'll start with Snake Oil 27. Yes. Uh, posted right after I posted this, pretty much. The end of an era. You guys had some great in-depth looks at the whole discography and actually managed to get Jim and Mitch Porter on. It's not officially order over until you get Tom, <laughs> Rick and Zach on though. Godspeed fellas. All right. It's snake oil 27 who we've mentioned many a time. Uh, do you want me to do a uh, dumb, <laughs> dumb fucker or do you want to go down to <laughs> no, uh, I mean, uh, I am glad that dumb fucker just l- learned yeah. about the podcast. Um, and I'm and welcome. So yeah. Okay. I'll go down to futures past. I feel like I went into the podcast being pretty knowledgeable about the band, but I still learned things and I enjoyed my time hearing things I already know. I legit didn't listen to podcasts before Jimmy Eat Pod, and although I have expanded my list of regularly listened to podcasts since discovering, this is still my favorite podcast. Thanks for having me on the pod, and I hope everyone keeps being excellent to each other as time marches on. I'm so glad that, uh, I don't even remember how I got, I grew up loving Bill and Ted, but like, were we we must have just gone on a digression about Bill and Ted early enough in the in the podcast that we were like, well, we need a sign off. Do we just use this? Yeah, and it, <laughs> it worked out great. And I feel like a lot of the questions that were put up into the air, you made an executive decision nine times. I mean, out sometimes of 10. Uh, uh, I guess hindsight. Right. But like sometimes you just have to make that decision and move on or else you're going to be you're going to get stuck. It's going to be one of those things where you have four or five things that were never answered. And yeah. and look what happened. It became part of it, part of the, you know, Jimmy E pod canon to say, you know, be excellent to each other and party on dudes. Yeah. 
embarrassed jo- oh and thank you futures past i mean yeah, he's thank you. Uh, he's known by many names yeah <laughs> um, uh, but uh, a very integral part uh behind the scenes in terms of someone who has like all kinds of along with kevin just deep cut things like if we needed something between <laughs> steve jed and kevin we were covered so much yeah. so that uh, Jed supplied us with the what was it the sweetness radio tag or whatever. Oh jeez, yeah, right. <laughs> and it ended up being nothing. It was just like the first half of the chorus. <laughs> um, embarrassed jump two fourteen. Such a shame to hear about this, but you guys have done something very special for the Jimmy community. Um, and basically, my post was uh, uh, we're winding down the pod. Blah blah. blah. Yeah, everybody yeah. who's listening kind of gets it. So yeah, uh, there it is. And then, yeah, Miss Penny Lane. 100% on this post, by the way. I know, right? And like 40 our first... upvotes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you can't forget to say Miss Penny Lane 77 did say thank you, David and Justin. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. I was giving everybody their uh, their moment to shine. Yeah. Um, and yes, thank you, Miss Penny Lane 77. Um, I, I have one, one more thing from. Oh, yes, please. Just this was from. when Sar- Okay, because we've mentioned Sergeant Donut. I know that Eric, listener Eric, loves the uh, the usernames that we mention sometimes on <laughs> when we do community. Uh, and then one that we've mentioned so often is Sergeant Donut. I guess who shows up on Discord in general on uh, March Just a 28th. a week or two ago. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and you and I were both in awe, and we met, just let him know, right? And I think it was Jed... Yeah, that said uh, you've been men- that you've been mentioned on the pod, and uh, so he was he was or he or she Sergeant Donut was uh, surprised to hear this, and then also said uh, gave us this this tasty little morsel here, uh, Jimmy Pod Justin. You've already you've probably seen this before, and you've probably even mentioned it in the podcast, but thought you'd enjoy this fun fact about why the band's email address used to be jewpod at aol.com. And this comes from a Joshua Stevens account on Mastodon. Uh, Copy and paste this, I believe, from Twitter. Jimmy World in 1997, I put you guys up in D.C. You gave me a record or something with your AOL email on it. Jewpod at aol.com. What's jewpod, I asked you guys. In unison, no less. Jimmy Eat World, pimp or die? Amazing. (laughs) Pimp or die. In unison. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Pimper die. Incredible. Oh, man. Wow. I love it. <laughs> what a great piece of information. And for those that yeah. don't, I'm so glad in the last episode, Under the Wire, we yeah. opened up the self titled, the 1994 self titled CD, and the email listed there is jewpot at AOL.com. And I was laughing so hard because I was like, how did 15 years or 25 years after this CD came out, did we actually start a Jimmy Eat World podcast? Did they have an email called Jewpod? And we never right. understood it until this moment. Thank you, Joshua Stevens. Yeah. By way of Sergeant Donut, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, we, yes. We mentioned thank you, this. Sergeant Donut, for knowing where that tweet was. And thank you, Joshua Stevens, for pulling that. I mean, that's just so yeah. cool. We mentioned it in uh, episode 25. For me, this is heaven. What is correspondence Jewpod at AOL.com? <laughs> <laughs> That's where it started. Incredible. I'm going to go ahead and give this a retweet. And again, yes, thank you so much, Sergeant Donut, for uh, for getting us there. That's incredible yeah. work. <sighs> 244 likes. This was not a nothing. Uh, right. Not a nothing tweet. Who retweeted this? Did the band? No. I love that Davey Havoc Stan account retweeted it. <laughs> and yeah, this is, yeah, 2018 from Berlin. Oh, Berlin, huh? That's right. 
Wow. Jimmy Eat World, Pimp or Die. Ugh, I love it. In unison. Uh, all right. Um, there we have it, man. Oh, well, I've got more stuff. Go ahead. Um, I've got Facebook. I got the two Facebook groups. This is from Jimmy Eat World fans. And uh, we've got some comments here. Uh, I can go ahead and link Yeah, link you. me to that one, please. So we can tag team this. And I'll start with the first here. Sorry, everybody. We're, we're, uh, we're going to enjoy this because yeah. we put in a lot of work. And it's fun to talk about the people that are interacting with the podcast so yeah uh leah uh you <laughs> you might remember i had leah on because she had started really messing with one of those fake like hey this is your favorite band's lead singer jim atkins i'm in the studio and need money <laughs> uh, and she really started messing with him and so we had her as a guest on an episode and she says how sad but what an accomplishment so thank you leah um and uh you can take the next one all right, wait. This is under the comments under Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did I did I send I did I send this to somebody? Yeah, I sent it to you. Yeah, you did. I, where were yeah. you reading that from? Oh, in the comments. I only have you four. See, I didn't uh, see it. Huh. All right. So, like, uh, for example, I'm looking at Craig Jansen's. Right. I don't see a Craig Jansen. This was from seven weeks ago. This was. Uh, we're starting to wind down. Here, here. Let me try it this way. I have a feeling I know why. Try. Is it because they're this your link. friends or something? No, it's, I wonder. It there was something weird about the URL when I copied and pasted it to you, and so I've tried another way. Okay, another way. Another way. Okay, here we go. So Amy T. I mean, you it, read these are short comments, but still, you read Amy T's. Okay. Uh, you I read, read Leah's. You, you can read Leah's. Amy T's. I'll read Amy T's. Amazing endeavor. I could never stick to a project like that. So props to you. <laughs> it's true. And yeah. that's what I said earlier. I don't think I could do this. Uh, I don't think I could have stuck to the schedule and the work uh, if it weren't having a great co-host. And, teammate. <laughs> uh, and finally, this is sort of a hint at what we're getting at later is uh, I had reached out to Clur. I did not know this was her, uh, their name um, because Clur has a the handle on Twitter, Static Prevails. And eventually, Justin and I are going to do each album as a standalone episode. Uh, and so I, I had invited Claire on uh, onto that episode as our guest since she has the handle Static Prevails. Sick, of course. So pretty cool. So uh, Claire says, what about the Static Prevails episode you messaged me about on Twitter? And then sad face. And I yeah. said, it's coming. We'll be recording it after a short yeah. break. So. Bummed face. That's such a, I, <laughs> those emojis it, can tell so much, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Gosh. It's a good um, one. But we are we are going to get to it, but I think I want to like hang out with Justin on a Sunday and not worry about having right. a Right. And I think that's got to be let's make let's make that the requirement before we go back to starting anything else. Mm -hmm. We make one relaxed Sunday evening where we're not preparing. <laughs> even not even a Sunday evening. Maybe we do Saturday and Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Sunday. Well, yeah. Go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. We did do one movie at your house once. You ha didn't we? We did Why we watch I it? I don't think we watched it. We had I think I put no, the, but there was a movie night oh, yeah. at your house, yep, there was. and we were standing in the back. But you had, if I recall correctly, an inflatable screen or something. It was just a it's just a, a slide projector screen that I have in the garage, oh. and I set it up, let the kids you know shut yeah. the whole thing off, and let them be in there, and it's quiet. Why do I remember us being in the backyard? 
we were probably in the backyard. That gives us more space. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. I have it to where right? on the swing set. I hang it on the swing mm-hmm. set. I had it in both places, but you're right. It's just... But uh, yes, we did put on a movie for the kids, and we didn't pay much attention to it. But... Right. Classic hang. Classic hang. Um, that again. That's a requirement <laughs> before we do anything. It's play before yeah, work. So. Yeah. And I think... I, I want those episodes to feel different, and I haven't nailed down what that's going to be. They probably won't. They'll probably just feel like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and share... I don't think there's many comments on this. There's only one. So this is from... The moderator of the Jimmy Eat World official group. There are only 212 members of this group. And this group was started by Zach, as far as I know. But there's not many people in it. And the people in here are the old heads. Like, these are the the message board people. (laughs) And so much so that we've bothered all of them and said, does anybody have these message boards saved anywhere? And no one does yet, at at, at least that we found. Um, And so this is Chris, who's the moderator of uh, the uh, Jimmy World official group, which I thought was pretty cool. David, thank you so much for all that y'all have done to help celebrate the band, its music, and its fans. One thing is for certain, you've definitely made some fans with us. Jimmy Eat Pod is legend. All the best in whatever comes next. Rock on hand. Purple heart emoji. Rock on hand. So that was pretty <laughs> cool. Like, you know. Right. Getting, I, wasn't that, Was it that group where we had posted something about asking a question about... And we had mentioned a Tom song, and I think it was the bassist from Allison's Halo that chimed in and had made a question like, Tom song, are these guys really Jimmy World? And I and I was genuine in my response. Oh, and I said, hey, point. this is actually great information. We're in the middle of learning about this band on a level, you know, a, on a sub level <laughs> um, beyond what people can basically glean from listening to their music, right? That's what the whole journey is about. And they understood. They said, okay, we understand. I think yeah. that's what most of our interactions have been. From the beginning, we were, we seemed like a very infantile, not infantile, but we were a very, uh, you could tell that we were learning. And we joked about it a couple yeah. episodes ago where we just kind of kicked in the door of the Jimmy World community and we're like, hey. Right. And I think it was maybe <laughs> our delivery, like just how lighthearted we were. And we were, you know, talking about, I think our what our trailer talked about, Ju- Jurassic Park for a while. <laughs> so there's like there was so many things that I you know, I'm not cringing about it. It was it was a growing experience, but I'm thankful for the people that did understand at that moment. Like there were there were some people in the reviews that gave us like a two out of five star. That said, I'm hey, hoping look, I, I I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm really hoping Shani, if you made it this oh. far, <laughs> if you're listening to this episode, you're a hit throughout the entire yeah. series and you've got to go and find where we talk about you and all the other we have a tool too that'll yeah. help you but. that's how I found out about Jupod at, at AOL just now <laughs> so anyway yeah it's it's been I like all the different communities and the ones that were a little bit more inviting um, or understanding you know it's yeah. all it's all good stuff absolutely alright anything else um, oh dude so now we're sort of in housekeeping <laughs> I'm so glad that they did the snake oil did you see Snake Oil's post from two days ago on Reddit? Yes, I did. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, man. I did, I, we I didn't have one like lost that, right? It. I thought this was the post I was referring to, <laughs> but he just they just made it again. <laughs> right. So they they put it with the music. Yeah. Which made it so much better. Because you just see the cuts into that scene with Rowan yeah. Atkinson doing his thing. <laughs> it's so good. Here, I'm gonna play it just because I want to hear it. <laughs> Oh, snake oil. 
too good. Man. Good sense of great sense check on the sheet music. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. I'm the video editor. You think I would have thought to do that? I know, right? <laughs> Picking up our sometimes slack. you just get like I just remembered it as a gif. I feel like I always remembered it as a gif. So it never crossed my mind to ever make it anything to add but audio. a gif. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much so I think what did I do instead of going to the performance like they did. I went to the GIF, did a screen recording, I let it loop a few times, and then I just posted that as the yeah. story. Like, ugh, well executed. Yes. Um, I just went to Phoenix. Yeah, you did. Um, and you went, oh, man, you made so many cool stops. Thanks. I uh, My first stop, so we took the kids down to Saguaro. Now, how was your spring break? Good. So our camping trip's a camping trip got canceled because it got washed out. So we ended up just going up to the snow. So we spent five days up in the snow. It, it was beautiful. The weather was gorgeous. I didn't even put together that you were originally going to go camping and then pivoted and went to Big Bear. Yeah. I just remember us talking about you shoveling snow. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, so that, that was it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, dude. I, I, You let those kids bomb that hill like go straight into the street i would have been losing my shit <laughs> you're you're a good dad uh yeah the cool dad <laughs> no, no. nobody got hurt no broken no limbs. no dude we got oh, plenty of injuries man charlotte <laughs> charlotte launched at least two or three feet in the air i watched it from about 20 feet away and she went uh and then she slammed down right on her tailbone and she did one of those rolls over so she was on her front and I, you know, I tried to defuse the situation. I said, "Oh, is everything you're okay? Right? You just, you know, no cars came by. You're all right." <laughs> she was okay after a minute. I Did you have to... somebody at the bottom of the hill like watching? Like, okay, that was the clear. problem. No, I was, I was the only one out there doing this, like getting them uh-huh. set, grabbing the stuff, making the run, fixing the stuff, which yeah. I loved. But it was just me, so I had to. Sometimes I didn't want to run all the way down. Yeah. And, and she went yeah, down in the see torpedo. Your car, just bail. I know. That's what I told her. She didn't bail, and she was going down in the torpedo, which we know is the fastest toboggan that we have. Yeah. And she got launched. So a few injuries, yeah. but no, no broken bones. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's cool, man. So, so you yeah, went on your spring break. Trap. Yes. We did the exact opposite. We went to uh, Tucson, Arizona, and went to Saguaro National Park, and it was entirely too hot for me at eighty-two. Uh, Jeez, every that sounds day. ideal for Arizona. Yeah, 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 it's about as ideal as it could be. The funniest story, and this has nothing to do with Jimmy World, I'll get to it, is, dude, I found this app. I posted about it on Discord. I'm I'm like a birder now. <laughs> like, I love birds. I can't get enough of birds. So much so that I'm walking. It's sunset. We've seen the sunset. I took time lapse of the sunset. It was great. Then I'm like, well, there's one more trail we could do in dusk. Like, let's go do it. It's like, uh, it's like three quarters of a mile of a loop, and it's all paved. Let's just go do that in the dusk. Dude, it was the per- I would have been mad if we had done that trail any other time but dusk because yeah. dusk only lasts so long, right? And so we minutes, started right? at sunset. So from where you saw my sunset time lapse, oh my I posted god, it yeah, to the Jimmy yeah. Pod stories, it was a mile and a half down the road. So as soon as the sun went down, we were there and it was still pretty bright. And so we did the walk, and by the time we were done with the walk, it was nice and pretty much dark it was just the perfect timing not hot because it's a completely exposed trail on that trail 
I'm hearing birds in the background. I'm like, oh, what kind of bird is that? And I was like, you know what? We went to the Natural History Museum and they told me about an app and I had downloaded it and I never did anything with it. So I just, in my phone, just searched bird. And I was like, that's the app. There it is. I got the, I got the <laughs> app. But then it was like, oh, hey, you're in a different spot than you were when you downloaded this app. You need to download essentially the language pack for this region of the country. Whoa. So it's a really well done app where it's like it uses your location. It says you are in the the Arizona desert. You need this pack unless I downloaded the entire continent, which I, I'm probably going to do now that I'm home. But I was out on a trail in the middle of like 30 minutes outside of Tucson. OK, cell coverage. But I'm like, let me just download this one pack I need to get for this area. I download the pack. I figure out what kind of bird it is. It's some bird I never heard of. A uh, lesser poor will or common poor will. I don't I don't know what any of that means. But then when it identifies a bird, you basically turn on the mic, it listens, and it identifies it immediately. That's how it does it? It it's awesome. And Whoa. if you leave the <laughs> mic open and more birds are around, it just populates a list as it goes. And then as the list is populated, every time it hears one of those birds, it just highlights it when it's whistling, so you know which one at that moment is whistling. So cool. Okay. Then you tap on the bird, and it gives you a list of the really good recordings of that bird. So I'm like, oh, this will be fun. We're loading the kids in the car, and I just keep hitting the call. And you get a call back? Of the common poor will. Justin, it dive-bombed on no! bird. <laughs> Go, oh shit and i jump in the car and i slam the door and i roll Whoa. up the windows but then i'm like susie's like what's wrong and i was like the bird it swooped on me it's and like it, oh I, no he didn't ultimately <laughs> well it was like either thought i caught ca i captured one and it was like trying to save it or it, it was trying to figure out what was up and it's a nocturnal bird it's nighttime dude so then i'm like sitting there and she's like no it didn't no blah blah blah, blah. and i was like so I start playing the thing and it'll play it like five times before it loops out. So I open the door, I hit play, I put it on the roof of the car, I shut the door and I turn all the lights off in the car and I open the sunroof uh, or the moonroof. So the window's closed and sure enough, it's circling the thing. And Susie's Whoa. like, that's mean. And I was like, well, <laughs> it would be mean if I were hunting because then I would be able to shoot it right, right. now. And I'm not doing that. But I did say, yes, let's not tease the thing. But it was really cool that we got to see this thing. So now I'm just always on this bird. Out. That's amazing. It's really, really cool. Especially you're out when you go camping and stuff, dude. Oh, and yeah. Dude, I'll do it here and I'll, I'll take the dog's three blocks over and then I'll, I'll be like oh right let me do the bird app and i find all the birds that are there like 12 different birds in my neighborhood dude oh, i go two amazing. blocks over 10 of those birds are the same but two birds that weren't two blocks over are over <laughs> here like it's nuts dude it's so fun and then you could feed it remember i told you about the owls that we had yeah yeah i uh i fed the video into the app and it told me what kind of owl it was it was a greater horned owl or something like that Jeez. It was really really cool um love this app anyway once we started back up because i think i hit you up right when we were in phoenix and turning the leg the dog leg down to tucson i said oh justin shoot me where's unit two so i know i can drop off uh i brought some postcards and some stickers uh, i want to leave them a note and you had sent it and unfortunately it was just enough out of the way that i was like eh, i'm not yeah. gonna do it right now well on the way back to phoenix to visit family after tucson after the parks we uh we stopped there on the way i i uh wrote a little note on one of our postcards <laughs> i left a bunch of postcards and a couple stickers and i just sort of jammed it in the door at unit two 
Well, yeah, we, knew, cool. we knew the gym was there the next day. Um, yep. We can only hope that they were placed, you know, even if it was flippantly placed on a uh, on a desktop, someone's going to grab a sticker and maybe it might end up in a music video if they do another one That's in right. there. <laughs> so that was really fun. The other thing that I did was I went to the uh, Capstone Church on Shea and Tatum in Paradise Valley, and everyone would know this from the Place Your Debts uh, single art. It's that that building with the with the pyramid on the top. Unfortunately, I realized after the fact that I took the picture from the opposite side of the building um, because I remember uh, the photographer, when we had him on, had mentioned he wanted to make sure the sun was in the right spot. And when you look at the picture of them that's unaffected, the sun is in their face, but it's sunset. And so I was just on, I was on the west side of the building. I should have been on the east side of the building, but it was way more crowded on the east side of the building than it was on the west side of the building. There was only one person on my side <laughs> of the building who was less than uh, hospitable. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, I put in the caption for the photo that I had posted. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I did want to, oh, I got a DM from Crystal Mitchell that says, this is probably the most profound and favorite story slash post I've ever seen on Instagram, diehard Jimmy fan, and this is my favorite song, and every one uh, of every single one in their catalog, love, love, love. And I just realized that Crystal is talking about when we went to Casey Moore's at Ninth and Ash, and I also took a picture at Casey Moore's because we happened to be out. We had just seen, we went to dinner at uh, Ren and Wolf. Yeah. We got Gatsby. He says hello. Hell yeah. And <laughs> after after Ren and Wolf, we went and saw John Wick 4. And after that, everything had pretty much shut down downtown. We we tried to go to one place, and it was just like, it was either really shady or not open. So then I'm like, oh, where else could we go? And I was like, oh, how far is Casey Moore's? And then I realized, oh, my God, it's Tuesday night. It doesn't matter how far Casey Moore's is. Dude. We have to go. And luckily, it was only like 10 minutes away from where we were. Um and so we got hopped in the car Tuesday night, headed over to Casey Moore, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, had a beer. And then we went, we we went one more place, dude. We were we were going wild. But anyway, Crystal's responding as in a DM uh, about posting at Casey Moore's, and it felt really cool to go there um, and see all that. Uh, I did post the picture of the uh, the pyramid, and uh, got a, a couple. Uh, comments here robin likes music says that thing is definitely a spaceship (laughs) and even googling it i found more like weird stuff about it i asked my mom if she remembered it from when she was a kid because it was built in 68 i want to say she was like yeah i would have been in phoenix but no one was going up to paradise valley for unless you had business up there like this was the middle of nowhere at the time whereas now like we talk about in the episode it's now like next to a strip mall or whatever but um uh, but yeah, it was uh, pretty funny. Uh, Jed says, you didn't even go on the roof like Jimmy and the band. <laughs> um, Wasted trip. Yep. And then, uh, and yeah, so uh, a new listener, What the Frizzle, says, uh, is just confirming, whoa, is this where they took the picture for Place Your Dads? And uh, and that conversation. I'm so glad you, you went to all those places, man. So thankful that you went yeah, there. I almost went to Stinkweeds, but it just didn't really work out time-wise. time, time wise, But I was going to leave some postcards there. Um, I didn't see any place. I didn't go to the restroom at Casey Moore's, but I was looking for like a billboard to put 
or yeah. like a bulletin board to put yeah. a couple postcards there and I didn't really do it, but it was fun to kind of go and do that stuff. And, uh, and like you said, hopefully we didn't come off as creepy. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. Um, <laughs> a fun trip, fun family trip. Um, a couple more housekeeping things. Is this the longest housekeeping we've this ever had? This is the longest. It's almost an hour, an hour in, right? This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the longest housekeeping. Sorry. Um, Eric, uh, Eric Sturkel, uh, had a re- <laughs> reaction to the, uh, the sweetness demo that, or the uh, the first live version that we posted, and I was like, "Come again? What's that?" And I said, "The oldest live version of Sweetness we could find. Sounds like the band that had. It sounds like a band that heard the song once and was like, yeah, 'Yeah, let's cover it right that. now.' <laughs> yeah, with the with his, the crack in his voice as he sings that that opening yeah. line, right? <laughs> and Eric says, "Sounds like it was recorded on my first Walkman." <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Um, let's see. Aaron, oh my God, Aaron Brunkart has a story that he forgot to recount on the episode, but this is really fun. Um, Of course, I forgot to mention a show with a story. I was at Five Points in Irvine for the final Summer Gods show with Third Eye Blind. I don't know how, but while I was there, I would look at Zach and I could tell by his body language that he wasn't into it. I've never seen it before or since. I could just tell. He didn't miss a single drum hit because he's a badass and a pro. But when I saw his tweets the next day, I understood why. It's wild. <laughs> was it was so, that yeah. with like the regarding Stephen Jenkins and all that? Yep, yep, yep. That was the oh, final yeah. uh final show of the Third Eye Blind tour. And uh he said he could just tell from uh That's Zach's wild, right? That he wasn't feeling it, yeah. Just you can tell by body language. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Uh, a couple more things. Michelle sure. Swarbrick uh, about Sweetness Live. Um, I think this was, ended up as a DM, and I just wasn't. You're right, and yes. I wanted okay. to respond to that because I think she tagged me or it or, or was. Reply. She did. She she was. Uh, she she. Uh, Justin uh, addressed you. Uh, do you want to read it? Uh, you know, I don't I have it a up. lot of waveform from my end here. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and do it. Uh, I read it once. I don't have that. Okay. Jim used to sing. When You Kissed Me for Sweetness for a bit when they played it at shows way back in the day. Uh, so this is coming out of the bridge. And um, and uh, and she says, when I sing along to it, I still belt out that lyric. So I thought that was a nice. I knew well, we were sort of rushing to get through. There was just a zillion live versions and a zillion covers. And there was just no way we were going to be able to address all those. And like we have talked about we'll probably do a sweetness and a middle covers only episode where we dig into all that stuff that we just weren't after doing all of the research and stuff for the song that we had we weren't gonna be able to possibly stay up for two more hours right all, yeah it was all the possible. covers and live version so we'll get to that but yeah uh, that'll be a cool thing to listen for and i think that is all i have for housekeeping perfect all right, man. That was a good one. I think, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put in the show notes like, hey, listeners, if you want to jump jump ahead an hour, <laughs> yeah, to, here the, it is. to the content, there it is. But I mean, this is I think this was this was appropriate to put this up front because look, it is our show, it's our episode, and and I feel like this is you know we're we're talking and about you our fans listen and listen. Goddamn <laughs> word I have to say. <laughs> I didn't mean to come off like that, even though I did. You know what? I don't care. Well, with the wedding singer reference, I can't believe I didn't ever add that to the soundboard. 
Right? Yeah, because when you're just you off on a well, tangent, I have a mic, and you don't, <laughs> so you will Hold listen up. to it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there we go. All right, there's house housekeeping. Here it is. Here it is. Hold on. Start, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, woo! Showed up, so right away, Scott, you got to be pretty psyched, right? <laughs> Hey, buddy, I'm not paying you to hear your thoughts on life. I'm paying you to sing. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Oh, man. <laughs> Classic. Love okay. that film. Yep. All right, what chat GPT research do you have? You know what? I don't think I did one for this. Oh, no shit. I, mine's short. Uh, let's I, see. Specifically, because I gave it the prompt. Tell me everything you know about the Jimmy Eat World song, The End is Beautiful, in 100 words or less. And boy, does it take some liberties. <laughs> the End is Beautiful is a song by American rock band Jimmy Eat World. It was released in 2020 as part of their 10th studio album, Surviving. The song is a slow-building introspective ballad that explores themes of mortality and the beauty that can be found in the ending of things. It features contemplative lyrics and a lush atmospheric musical arrangement that builds to an emotional climax. The track has been praised by critics for its poignant lyrics and powerful performance, with many fans considering it to be one of the standout tracks on the album. Of course, my favorite song from Surviving. (laughs) <laughs> is, the end is beautiful um, confidently incorrect <laughs> i should have corrected it too i would have right. uh, said oh i'm so sorry you're right didn't i say that i said that to you and i said oh i'm sorry i misunderstood the request and i almost wanted to go oh no 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 no, it's not your fault but it's a freaking computer i'm talking to but i still feel I've bad seen people that apologize to chat gpt all the time because they're afraid they think that chat GPT is going to keep tabs on uh, everybody when it when it takes over the world. Is it like an Uber driver? Like, this guy's a dick. Like, all the... the uh... Yeah, I want five stars for my chat GPT experience. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to run through the stats here because there's not Let's much. Let's do it, man. I've got mine up. The End is Beautiful uh, is an Integrity Blues track, believe it or not. Uh, track <laughs> 8 of 11. Released October 21st, 2016, produced by Justin Meldel Johnson and Jimmy Eat World, recorded at Sunset Sound, Shay, Jamie J, and Unit 2. Written by Jimmy Eat World, singer is Jim, featuring on keyboards Robin Vining and maybe Justin Meldel Johnson. I couldn't find anything that confirmed that JMJ played on this track, except he's credited as playing keyboards on the entire record. So, um, it could just be Robin on this track alone and no JMJ. We don't know. Label is RCA, an exotic location. Published by Do I Get a Pickle with That Music. Phonographic copyright is exotic location recordings. Copyright is exotic location recordings. No demo that I could find. Uh, never been played, which I was uh, surprised. This feels Wild. like a great live track, but also feels like one of those tracks that Maybe a lot of people would go get a beer during this track. Yeah. I mean, do have we talked about, do you walk away for uh, Hear You Me? Is that your beer song for Jimmy World? Uh, I don't, uh, I think we sort of talked about, I don't think I have a beer song for Jimmy World. But I think Hear You Me might be a beer song for sure. Yeah, and I think that like this falls in line. They're Maybe, never and, switching up Hear You Me so much that if I don't hear it at a show, I'm going to be mad, like. Yeah, and I think it's when he does his acoustic set anyway. He gets out there mm-hmm. and does like five, 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 and then he'll do. Uh, and I think that is a good point. Like I, 
it would be a tough sell. Like you hear people always say, oh, I wish you would tour Static Prevails and I wish you would st- play songs off the 1994 <laughs> uh, self-titled CD. And Zach's point is, but who's going to come to those shows? And I think that's a valid point. But a show I think people would go to is if it was all the beer songs, like this, like Hear You Me, like, you know what I mean? The 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 slow ballads, like a ballads tour. That would be interesting. That a buddy would be of mine good. Said, I think uh, if, you, if they build it like that, then that would be very inviting for, like, I mean, I mean if you knew what you were getting into. Date night, baby. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I suppose as a rock band, how exciting my, is it going to be to go and play in a bunch of backlit blue lights and everyone's, no one's rocking out. That's the fun part of being at a show, right? Like, especially if you're on stage playing, you want to see people reacting. There's got to be a way to do it. Like bands have done the whole, the main did this and they're a Phoenix band. Uh, the main has done shows where they play with a chamber orchestra and they I was going to say, why don't they have songs? that in the back or mm-hmm. I guess in the, in the pit in the front, but that would be a great way to, to liven mm-hmm. it up is having this like almost make an evening down. of it. An right. Evening with Jimmy Eat world, not a Jimmy Eat world show, an evening with right. Jimmy Eat world. Um, like basically the, the bizarro world version of what they did at chain reaction, which was just, bonkers set the like, place on fire for two right hours. yeah <laughs> well do you remember like it was i think this was during this had to be during the pandemic when weezer did those shows where it was it, it to me it was pre-recorded but they would kind of cut away and have i think they would have shots of the exterior of the walt disney music hall but they would come back and it was um they did okay human right in its entirety but they did it with a small orchestra like a quartet and then a smaller and i thought that was beautiful because that was Mm. taking these songs that i could listen to the album it's a great album uh but having it paired with that if i i could sit down in a theater setting and just enjoy the heck out of that show if i was there but i paid for you know i paid for like what the um virtual the the, the virtual show yeah Yeah. i mean something like that with jimmy world would be i mean they could easily sell out and and maybe you know what do an evening with Jimmy World. And if you want to see that show, fly out to Phoenix and see it at wherever the symphony plays in Phoenix. You know? They would sell that out. I mean, I don't know if they I would go. Yeah. Yeah. I Maybe if go. they did like four or five spots across America, mm-hmm. they could. I wouldn't be a full on tour, but man, I'd go. Just to say that they've done this. And that's another thing in their yeah. belt, notch in their belt. Like they've, they've done this whole thing. Yeah. When are you ever going to play the Walt Disney Concert Hall, Jimmy World? <laughs> this, this evening. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, notable high notes. Oh, uh, yeah, never played. Uh, notable high notes of G four and F sharp four. No notable low notes noted. Um, fourteen point eight thousand listeners on Last FM have scrabbled this sixty nine point five thousand times. Fifteen times of which are for me. How many do you have? I love this song, David. It's one hundred thirty two for me. Whoa, nice, yeah. dude. What does Spotify numbers look like on this? Oh my goodness. Let's go look at those numbers. And where does it lie in the pantheon of Integrity Blues tracks? So let's it's see. It's 8 of 11, so it's on the back half of the record. Yeah, it's back there. So let's see. We've got, just for uh, for reference, we've got Sure and Certain with 13.8 million listens. Everything else is between 1 and 2 million. This one, The End is Beautiful, sits at 1.6 million listens. So it's still more than Integrity Blues, 
and still more than uh, Paul Roger. Uh, but it sits right alongside. It's got the same as Pass the Baby, which is interesting. Huh. I think it's because of its placement yep. further down the line. Totally. And let's talk about the structure. A 3-4 time song. We're ending the pod on a 3-4 <laughs> time song. Which completely destroyed all of my Ray DJs, all of them. I did five. Yeah, I very much went and looked for a 3-4 time song, and it starts off not strong, and it it gets to a pretty cool place, but it never lands. I think that's... Yeah. 3-4 is a much harder Ray DJ. Oh, yeah. 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 So, we have that. Um, It's a G major key. That's a 9B Camelot, 149 BPM, 425 duration. Finally, Justin... Jump into lyrics. Let's do it, man. Here we go. This is the Tons end. Is beautiful. Of genius annotations on this too, by the way. <sighs> there are. Uh, I well, I went to the genius page and like every oh, line, I yeah, feel like is right. annotated here. Yeah, I did look at these. Um, that's okay. I will go through them after we go through. Yeah, go ahead. I uh, the Justin filter. I did look at this after. Okay. All right. Here we go. The end is beautiful in Justin's eyes. Here, uh, I've broken down the verses in half. It's a it's an interesting meter that he has here. Again, this is three four times, so it's just how he kind of places these lyrics within the within the melody that he's got going on. So here's how this first half of verse one goes: There must be a plan neither of us could see, so we went along where it went, a party within a dream. And to me, this sounds like they decided to live life in the moment because they could see the inevitability of their time together coming to an end. Which I think is, if you were to look at the title of this track, May already has spelled this this out for you here. The second half of verse one goes like this. And I never felt peace like that. It was safety as I'd never known. Oh, I knew nothing. I was sick. And I don't blame a thing that you did. And Jim here is saying, recalling all the good times that they had in their life together, how positive and healthy it felt. Perhaps it was him who changed and says that it was nothing she had done. It's it's not you, it's me. That kind of situation. I hate that. It's not you, it's me. I'm changing. I don't blame a thing that you did. I was the one who was sick. Uh, and then the chorus. Maybe they left him. Maybe the partner left him at that time. And I, he's not blaming them. Yeah. I, I understand your, your decision to leave. As hard as it is for me to understand or to realize, I get it. I, I do not uh, discount you for that. Uh, the chorus is very short, very um, very simple here. It doesn't have to hurt anymore. No, it doesn't have to hurt anymore. Any, anymore. And I think at this point in the song, if they cut things now, it might hurt less. They can make the pain stop by calling it off. It doesn't have to hurt anymore. We could we could make this decision now and just move on with our lives. Oh, man. All right, okay. First half of verse two. Got a picture of the look when I knew I'd lost you. And I know when you feel trapped, you're going to do what you have to. <sighs> he recalls the moment he realized their time had come to an end, either through an action or decision he made simply because their relationship had run its course. One of those things, the, that inevitability, right? You can see it, the writing is on the wall. Uh, you see, the problem was us. Tried to bend love to the picture we had in our heads. That's a long line, and I love yeah. how he fits that one in. Tried to bend love to the picture we had in our heads. Oh, that's not nothing. But there it is. And it won't kill us breathing it in. That whole, those four lines to me, probably mm-hmm. the most beautiful lines of this entire um, of, of this entire song so far. So I think what Jim is saying here is in the end, they just weren't a compatible pair. They did their we best. We sure tried. To, yeah, they it did their best to make it work, yeah. but it just wasn't in not the cards. Nothing. 
there is something to say about that, and they shouldn't be ashamed to reflect on that fact. Which I think is like a, that's a a noble thing to, maybe not a noble thing, but that's one of those, it's a mature thing to do. Mature, even. You know, when you're older and you're in your second or third relationship after high school, and you just kind of, you know, we're going to be adults about this. It's not working out. Would you like to move on? It's a hard decision to make, but it's for the best. Okay. All right. I do have to remark about this. At 2.49, let me play this. I've got this. I have to play this part. (laughs) Um, I love this arpeggio so incredibly much. Oh. Because (laughs) that's the one. So I'm going to play this. So I, I, and I put down in my notes, I love, love, love this arpeggio at 2.49. What is the, what is the instrument? This is just a regular acoustic guitar to me. That's what I hear. Okay. Let's see. We'll listen to it again. Uh, I thought to, it was like one of those, like, what's a tabletop type instrument with hammers? Like a clavichord? But I guess that, that would be a keyed instrument. Um, it's almost like a xylophone, but on strings. And you have a hammer? Anyway, that's what I was hearing in my head of what I thought it might, what kind of instrument it might be. But, okay. I mean, only keyboards are listed as the extra instrument on this song. So Okay. Let's listen to this and see what we, what we think. You're right. I don't know. That may yeah. not be a um manual stringed hammer. I want to see this instrument. Let's see. Uh, uh, not uh, a dulcimer. We talked about a dulcimer. That. Uh, dulcimer. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. There we go. A dulcimer. Huh? Do I we see think that. it's a dulcimer? Listen to a. Du- let's listen to a dulcimer. Let's see. Let's see. YouTube dulcimer. I don't know if this is, this seems like something. Who's like the premier dulcimer player? Yeah, this is. <laughs> this is mountain dulcimer, so that's very mountain music. Uh, yeah. It sounds like a happy part of a Zach Braff movie. <laughs> right. He got the girl. Yeah. Let's see if, the, hold on, let's see. Uh, you have better grip on your pick, but there's less. He's talking about dulcimer ba- basics here. Okay, now strumming with your pick. <laughs> Go through this song three different times. Right, we're not going to do that. So maybe I want to listen to it one more time. I see what you're saying. Though. Maybe back it up a little you're bit right. so we can hear a little bit of it in the the throes of the bridge there, the instrumental right. bridge break. This is from 238. Yeah. Ah, David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a great one. It is. What a great episode to end <sighs> on. You chose it, man. It, it is tugging at my heartstrings already. Okay. <sighs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what that that is. It's very it's softer. It's not as piercing as a as a guitar mm-hmm. would be. You're right. Maybe it's a dulcimer or something else, but it might be acoustic with soft piano and that's where I'm hearing the hammer part and then mixed together sounds like a dulcimer. Right, and that could be it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Like a, a hammered string. Because you're getting the jangle of the strings. Because it's a pretty open tuning, I think. Or it's definitely What'd you say? Was open... It in, was it in G? Oh, what is this? I think it is in G. It is a G major. Okay. So I wonder if it's just the... Uh, it, you know how they you can play the, the G that's that open G chord? 
Yeah. I wonder if it's that. And it's just, that's why it sounds so jangly along with whatever mm-hmm. piano's underneath. It's beautiful, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. It ain't the or end, but that sure is beautiful. Because it sounds very high up on the neck too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, a little twangy. All right. So here we go. Had to remark about that, that Ugh, arpeggio. Love this bridge. Then. Love the lyrics of this bridge. <sighs> I was taped up to fight. I had my speech ready. Then like only you can, you stole the air out from me. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful and romantic and all these things wrapped into one. Heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, and he was saying, he, he's saying I, he was ready for battle. I was ready to go toe to toe, ready to say my piece, uh, but he just couldn't do it. Uh, he, she still has that ability to captivate him and knock him off his feet. Yeah, I think that's I had every mean. argument ready in locked and loaded and you were going to get it. Yep. And nope. <laughs> couldn't do it. I looked, took one, one look into those beautiful, those gorgeous eyes and I just couldn't do it. <sighs> okay. And then the second half of this bridge is you said, and I, and I've quoted this and we can, we can talk about, I guess we can talk about the liner notes after this, because there is an interesting thing about the title of the liner notes that I want to remark about. Um, this was quoted, right, in Genius. This was the quoted part. So you said, however you go, I'll be cheering you on in the end. What's the difference how it all went wrong? Hey, that's something. The truth is what you believe it is. Oh, man. Uh, she took it better than he thought. And what a motivating thing to hear in such a moment of sadness. She's willing to support him even though they won't be together. You can read into that however you'd like. You know, however you go, I'll be cheering you on. It, like, it, just imagine in this moment of sadness and maybe even weakness and, and being turned upside down. You know, you go in there ready to fight and you just, you come out of this thing going, this was a lot easier than I thought, but it's over. And to hear this person say, I'm going to cheer you on, whatever it is you do. You're you're a good man. We weren't a good fit. And that's that's what it is. How hard is all of that? <laughs> it's so tough, man. Okay. So that's the last unique lyric there, and then it does have the uh, the chorus again. But there you have it, man. That's the end is beautiful. Oh, so good. Oh, love going long. <laughs> a lot of hugs. Uh. The way Jim's voice is on it, so good. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, let's do some genius annotations. The yeah. first is the first two lines. This is submitted by Frank Hopewell Smith. Hopewell Smith. Um, a it's a oh six years ago accepted by mr, mr. bonk, bonk. <laughs> <laughs> acknowledging that you can't know the future when you start a relationship it also hints at the future downfall of the relationship in the song the couple go along with it and that is the lyric there must be a plan neither of us can see so we went along with uh we so we went along where it went and then <laughs> a party within a dream has its own Annotation by Frank six years ago, accepted by Mr. Bonk. <laughs> At first, the relationship was amazing, a non reality like bliss, a party within a dream. And I never felt a peace like that. It was safety as I'd never known. Uh, Frank again, back six years ago, Mr. Bonk accepting it. The relationship made everything in his life easy, peaceful. Often in a relationship, it's easy to fall back on it when things are bad. You have someone that loves you no matter what, but things do change. He felt very secure in it. <laughs> um, oh, No Name SL six years ago, accepted by Avi. Oh, yeah, ABI. Avi. Oh, I knew nothing. <laughs> Four <laughs> words in like a paragraph here. Uh, you want to read this? Uh, sure, maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's go. 
Uh, in the previous two lines, he's describing how a relationship can give you peace and safety, but now he's stating that the safety and happiness he was feeling were actually not there. He thought all along that he was happy in the relationship, but he was really living a lie because, as in the first line state, they both had different images of the relationship in their mind. I could see that. Where? How are you feeling about these contributions versus your... Uh... I think we're on the same track. Yeah. I looked uh, at, I think I plot. may have cheated and clicked on the very first one just to see, because there were so many. I was intrigued, right? But I don't like to look at them. I think I even yeah. talked with Steve about that when I interviewed him about how I just don't like to look at genius no, or yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah, right? It's so. funny that there's so many on this song that we left to the end. There, there have never really been that many genius entries. It's just interesting that this song of all yeah, songs. Yeah, right? Huh. Interesting. How about you do, and yes. I don't blame a thing that you did. Yes, that was No Name SL accepted by uh, Avi. He won't blame her for their fa failing relationship, maybe because it wasn't really what anyone's fault, and they just had different expectations from their relationship. It could also be that he's blaming himself for the failure of their relationship for not trying to do something about it. Another option is that he still has feelings for the girl that his relationship has ended, uh, that his relationship with ended, so he doesn't want to blame her. Again, all things I feel like I yep. have gleaned from the lyrics so far. Here is the annotation from No Name and Frank, accepted by Mr. Bonk, uh, created by Frank, and uh, I guess No Name kind of weighed in a little bit here. It doesn't have to hurt anymore. No, it doesn't have to hurt anymore. Any, anymore. They both really loved each other and cared for each other. Once their relationship ended, for whatever reason, presumably because they had different expectations about the relationship, their feelings are still raw and they still care for each other. But they know it just won't work. They're both upset the relationship ended, but they can learn to forgive each other over the heartache and stop being in pain. The song is about moving on. He wants them both to move on from their failed relationship and from the pain. Maybe he's trying to tell her to move on like he does. But it could also be the fact that he can't move on himself. He may be talking to himself or to himself and to the girl. I'm more on that. I think I think the girl is more secure in the end of this relationship as the song goes on than or the girl or the the other is, you know what I mean? Right. More yeah. than the than the narrator Jim in this case. Um that's my interpretation of it. And I think that's kind of what we found what in the yep. bridge, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, there. And, and let's let's do that. Let's uh you this is no name in my sundown. Accepted by Mr. Bunk. My sundown created this one. So this is the, I was taped up to fight. I had my speech ready. Then like only you can, you stole the air out from me. You said, however you go, I'll be cheering you on. In the end, what's the difference? How it all went wrong. All of that is this annotation, which you can read just a minute. All right, here we go. He was ready to fight for her. And he had everything he wanted to say rehearsed. Then she came in and took the fight out of him by saying she supports him. However, it ends up. And that it doesn't matter how it went wrong. The fact is that it did go wrong. So it doesn't matter who was right or wrong. Another interpretation could be that the speech and the fight was his anger and heartache after they broke up. He was planning to tell her how he feels, maybe yell a little. But she took it all out of him when she just said a small sentence. After he was planning to get angry at her, she says to him that she will cheer him on. And that it doesn't matter why their relationship ended. We can assume this conversation is post-breakup or mid-breakup because she's saying how it all went wrong in past tense, as if it's already over, mm. it being their relationship. Interesting. I think this, I like that, that you could 
you could get that from this, that this is mid, mid-argument. So we're almost, we kind of know what's going to happen, but we're learning it as it's, it's almost like they uh, ran into each other at Casey Moore's <laughs> down the line, you know, months later. Yeah. And and there's that like, oh, we're outside the bathroom and we ran into each other and maybe we're maybe our dates are at the bar are on opposite ends of the bar. And uh, and there's that. Hey, what what was up? Like or, you know, like they saw each other on the way into the bathroom and then uh, uh, the singer is uh, Jim is coming up with all these things that he's going to say when they come on out. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> she's just like, hey. It's really great seeing you. I hope you're doing great. And he's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not go as planned. Shit. <laughs> Why do you have to be so great? <laughs> Why don't you polish this off? Hey, that's something. Right. The truth is what you believe it is. All right. This is from No Name, accepted by Avi. Maybe they still have different images of what the relationship should be, but at least she said something. The first line, hey, that's something, is sarcastic. He's thinking to himself after what she said to him in the previous lines. Uh, he, he finally can understand a bit of what she thinks of the, the relationship. We can assume that they never talked about it, perhaps because being what their hurt, I'm sorry, perhaps being what hurt their relationship so much, he thinks that what she thinks of the relationship is unrealistic and that she interprets their whole, whole relationship wrongly, which is why he's criticizing her by saying that she's lying to herself. Is it just me or is that difficult to read? No, like it is. It's a the word relationship and wrongly, whole relationship wrongly. That is one of those like tongue twisters. <laughs> um, I don't even know what I read there. That's a, that's a good tongue twister. Yeah, he I know, thinks right? what um, she thinks of the relationship <laughs> is unrealistic. <clears throat> Well, it's funny because the first sentence kind of sent me on a down a rabbit hole. And what I yeah. started looking at was that third to last line on every stanza. Verse one was, oh, I knew nothing. Verse two, oh, that's not nothing, but there it is. And then the, in the bridge, hey, that's something. Ooh. You know what I mean? So I knew nothing. That was not nothing. We really tried. And then... Hey, finally, maybe, hey, that's something is finally like the oh, realization. No one really tried. And this is the most something that there's ever been. I knew nothing. It's not nothing. Hey, that's something. Good catch. Yeah. So I guess thank you for your confusingly phrased uh, uh, annotation, <laughs> no name SL. I don't think I would have found that without you. And there it is. That is yeah. the annotations. We've got to give it up to the community and the entire genius community. We've uh, we've uh, been. I'm closing closing that tab for uh, probably the last time. I don't know I if know, I'll right? go to genius for the album cuts. Right? Yeah. Wow! So, wow! Me closing that tab just now. The last time. Yeah. It's like the last time someone says your name, right? That's right. <laughs> um, you had mentioned the liner notes. Yes. So one thing I did want to remark about, let me go see if I have those in here. Liner notes. Yes. I'm pulling up the liner notes here. I can link you. There we go. I got them. So do you see how Jim has this title labeled? The end. Dot, 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 dot. dot. Yeah, it's beautiful. So he's got some ellipses in there. The end is beautiful. (laughs) Um, No quotes. It's all in in Jim's uh, serial killer uh, uppercase. Serial killer sands. (laughs) Yeah. Serial Sans. You know what? I, there's going to be a day that we can feed this into ChatGPT and say, hey, make me a... Because you That's can... good. Yeah. If not, you know what I did? Then uh, this has existed for a long time. If you write, you can handwrite um, a That's few right. characters and it'll create it. 
we could just pick the 26 letters that he's written in here and have we'll call it like Jim yeah Jim Sands I think they did like if uh, there's a couple times where I no some like I'm looking at oh, in the like next the S's in are... the next long, song over for through I'm looking at several O's and they're all different sizes and shapes so shit did he really like but then there's that typo there's that there's that one where all the lyrics for one song are the wrong song is it pretty grids or past the baby like which one does it mess up I don't. I only have this one page. Uh, let's oh, see. Okay, uh, I'm pulling it up. Pretty great. You with me? Oh, let's see. Uh, that one says, "There's the sound that's true, but the voice is new." No, that's pretty grids. Mm, there's one song. All that I has see is all up the wrong close lyrics. magic. Yeah, that's the one part that you remember about that song, right? Pretty grids is <laughs> up close magic. Press the digitation. Yeah. The best. Dis- oh come on! I'm gonna find it. Hold on. Ah, Paul Roger has the lyrics for "You with Me." Let's see, where is that? That was on, oh, there it is. Thanks for the offer, but I'm not scared. <laughs> there it is. Huh. So there is some sort of copy and pasting happening here. Right. God, that's wild that that got copied and then printed. But then, like, you with me, it starts with, I don't stand a chance. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like it melds into it. Like, it's so weird that it even happened. God, this is, <laughs> I feel like they're making a font from <laughs> from Jim's handwriting. Right? Hey, look what we it's made you. It's just like <laughs> the last paragraph. Yeah. No, wrong, I'm certain. I walked at random is part of. That is, yeah. Yeah. Hyde Park. So it's just from wrong, I'm certain, down. And it looks like a different version of the writing. You know what's funny? Is Mark Hoppus did a thing. And I have my favorite Blink-182 lyric. Did I ever tell you about this? Maybe. Tell me again. I- I have my favorite Blink-182 lyric handwritten on a postcard from Mark Hoppus sent directly to my house. And he did a little doodle on it. And it's, um, uh, La Familia is dead and gone. The children grew up and moved on. Which, out of context, is, that's your favorite Blink-182 lyric. Out of con- it, With the whole song, it very much reminds me of growing up and, all, and realizing that all your friends are not going to be your friends for the rest of your life. And so I had him write that. And he sent it to me. It's one of my favorite prize possessions. I have it in my Dude Ranch vinyl because that's from Dude Ranch. He re- he wrote like the the syntax is wrong. He didn't write it correctly, really? which is fine. Like, right. come on, like I'm not gonna be mad. But it's all like, did, did Jim have a brain fart and like <laughs> halfway through, like you know, remember when you wrote standards as a kid and oh school? god, yeah, and then you and just... hand starts hurting. Did he just start? Halfway through Paul Roger <laughs> to start writing the lyrics to you with Well, me. you know, like when I've done, and this, I don't know if this has anything to do with that, but when I would do branding and stuff and I would look, I would pick a, the, I would put the title out and I would just go through font, 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 font. I'm watching the fonts change. The word, if it was it's, like, it doesn't even look like a word anymore. This is the, how it, I'm changing the font, but this is not the word that I started with. Your mind just Windings starts- looks just as good as <laughs> yeah, some <right>. sans. <laughs> <laughs> well, the butterfly for the A really sells it. <laughs> so good. This has been font talk. Yeah. <laughs> that's for that's What'd you for call dead. it? Serial killer sans? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It if is. we make a font out of Jim's handwriting, it's called yeah, serial dude. sans. Serial killer serial sans. Uh True type font. I'll have it. I'll have it created. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, here's a here's a question. True type versus open type. What what is the difference? Why do I care? There is uh, there's a lot more true type fonts. I think extension. they're more. Yeah, they're more widely uh, 
installable. Okay. That's how I. But on Mac, I can put OTFs and TTFs in my font. You're going to see a lot more true types. I think the OTF was, did you say extension? Dot OTF, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's an, I think it's an actual branch off of true type. Oh, interesting. Um, And then, because you have to think about, like, let's say there's a font, right? You've got to have all these different character sets for different uh, languages and all this stuff. Oh, and sometimes TTC. I've never. What's TTC? Um, true type character. I don't know, but I just yeah, know the weird. open type font would have a lot more options. So you could have, uh, like, if you're doing branding, you ever seen that thing where you like, let's say you put the tilde n in there and it turns into a box because that character doesn't exist in that character set. Yep. So the open type font would have that extension in there. That would allow you. It's a bigger pack, but you're talking kilobytes, right? Correct. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I only have on my Mac 35 open type registered trademark fonts, and then I've got a grip of true true type fonts. Yeah. Uh, so 35 versus 174, and then true top true type font collection. That's the TTC. Okay, and so I that is that going to be like your your different font, um, the weights? So it's going to be the the black, bold, italicized. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, I if like it's that kind of a thing. That. That's just the font yep, family. It has a drop down with regular and bold on this one that I opened. For okay. example, I know I just call that a font family. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love font talk. <laughs> Versus Zapfino only has regular. On there that. you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> Fonts. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, there so there's, there's, there's um, the liner note. That's all I wanted to mention for the liner notes. Can I talk about uh, some song facts here? Please do. There's I, t- uh, there is one. There's right? one song fact. May I read this? Yeah. Please do. Here we go. This song finds Jim Adkins recommending not dwelling on your pain when you split up with a lover. And he quotes the lines here. It doesn't have to hurt anymore. No, it doesn't have to hurt anymore. Atkins explained to Kerrang, it's about relationships ending. If you interpret that as painful, then that frustration keeps you in a place of misery. And that's first choice you have. Yes, things are different. Yes, things might change. But it's completely a choice of yours to relieve that pain over and over again. Coming to accept it, Coming to acceptance of it really, truly is freedom. It takes that uncomfortable, real work to get to that place. But the other option is things are lost. You're just going to be miserable. Really, that's an option, I suppose. But that's not really what you want, right? That's not the solution to anything. You literally do not have to feel that way. You literally do not have to feel that way. It's so good. I love trying to read a direct transcription from somebody talking. You know what I mean? I can hear Jim saying this, like right, and then me reading rhetorical it, then, questions mid answer. But the uh, the other option is things are lost. You're gonna, just going to be miserable. I yeah. But really? I was having a tough. That's an option. <laughs> <laughs> and I can I can just see his head turning to the side a yeah. little bit as he's saying that stuff. And listen, mic. like he's listening to Prince cover the middle. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yep, on point. That should have been my middle artwork. Was <laughs> Jim's the, the, face. That with that mouth open, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's an important face. Uh-huh. Um, that is the only thing I had. I just have reviews and articles after that. Yeah, same here. All right. Five of five from Sputnik Music um, for Integrity Blues. Uh, classic is what they've said about this record. And uh, here's what they said about The End is Beautiful. Uh, uh, 
the back half of this album is perhaps the strongest section, which is an incredible feat considering what has already been brought to the table. You are free signals the return of integrity blues to the premise upon which it was founded. Confessional type lyrics, confessional style lyrics delivered in a heightened state of emotional awareness atop stunning instrumental atmosphere. To put it very simply, it's pretty. Aside from the aforementioned ex- excerpt, the most moving portion of the track comes with the emphasis Adkins places on you are free to be who you want, what you need, as if he is parting ways with someone as he sings it. The end is beautiful, sees Jimmy Eat World pen their most emotionally devastating track since Drugs Are Me. Structurally, it's more comparable to Hear You Me, though, rocking to and fro with a gentle but purposeful beat as Adkins' vocals swell with more and more emotion during each successive rendition of the chorus. Lines like, I never felt peace like that, get a picture of the look when I knew I'd lost you, and like only you can, you stole the air out from me, all bring with them incredible imagery, as one could relate the storyline to either the death of a loved one or a rearview mirror look at an intense breakup. No matter how you interpret it personally, it is a very powerful mid-tempo ballad. The likes of which Jimmy Eat World fans will end up associating with the equally emotive 23, Drugs Are Me, or Hear You Me. If it's not quite in the same league, then it's right outside the entrance to the ballpark. (laughs) I think JT O'Donnell will love that uh, (laughs) analogy there. I watched uh, him. uh, I happened to watch him. I saw that he went live today and i clicked on it and watched him open was that uh, he was doing the baseball uh, uh, card folder yeah he was yeah i almost said that to robert langer because he he recently got into collecting baseball cards during uh um during covid and he i sent him he probably already follows jake t o'donnell but i sent it to him i was like he also is really into collecting baseball cards you might enjoy watching his stuff i really wish i could have could have understood it a lot more <laughs> the, the one thing that i did i laughed at though with our account was uh, when he made the the comment about jim morrison the baseball player <laughs> he just turns and just says also you know great musician of the doors uh, you know, that's the kind of levity that I look forward to in, in sports conversation is just like, that's right. let's just turn it around a little bit. Well, catcher for the Dodgers right now, Will Smith. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Big Willie style. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, what do you got? I realized that I have a bunch of our YouTube reviewers, which I love because we can bid them adieu as well. Um so I want you to 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 take over the articles if you if you okay. Let me do this. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Perfect. things to note. Um, the first few I've categorized these; they're just blurbs. The other ones actually are. I feel like they're more a little more heartfelt, a uh, little Perfect. more meat to them. So here we go. This is from the Coudemain Magazine dot com, and let me go back up to the top and see what this is. Coudemain, like the state Maine? Um, it's no, it's Maine. There's no e on the end. Okay. The the website is beautiful. It's got this uh, big, when you go to the article page, it says, interview Jimmy World's Tom Linton on their new album, Integrity Blues. Ooh, um, a o- Tom interview about Integrity uh-huh. Blues. Uh-huh. October 10th, 2016, but it's a huge, uh, it, it's like a hero image. The moment you scroll down, then it, the article slides out from the right, and it's Ooh. it's pretty, it's a, I, I imagine there's a lot of uh, uh, browser horsepower going on right now, but still, it's gorgeous. <laughs> Your fans kick <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> uh, 
So this is way at the top of this article. I'll just go ahead and read the whole blurb here. So this, yeah, Kelly Gator says, um, this is what, he doesn't actually mention. I think she's just prefacing before she actually gets into the convo with Tom, unfortunately. Uh, Jimmy Eat World perfectly sum up the pop punk adage that making music with your friends is the best feeling there is. And their new album is packed with the warmth of that kind of contentment. Even the track titles from Integrity Blues make clear optimistic statements. It matters. You're free. And lines like it doesn't have to hurt anymore from The End is Beautiful are all definitively positive and settled. Something that perhaps is to be expected from four guys now into their 40s. Their record proves that this is a band that has outgrown the teenage angst we knew and loved in songs like The Middle and evolved into something that we'll probably love even more. Uh, so I wish he had actually mentioned something else, but he just kind of mentions friends and sending stuff. Here, let me read one question here. So from CDM says, uh, obviously the music industry has changed loads in the time that you've been together. How has that impacted Jimmy World? And Tom says, a lot of things are easier. Like it's a lot easier to send files. If someone has an idea, you can just send it through. We can also communicate with the producer. The last couple of years, just being able to send music through the internet to whomever uh, we're working with so they don't have to be in Arizona or we don't have to be in California during that time. There's a lot of good things that have happened in that regard. Nice. I worked one it's of so my funny. one of my clients one time was a, a voiceover artist out and I want I, I check and see if he's still operating right on I think he operated on Sunset and very old school and his shtick was when you came in to to do work for him he would and he did work for the day he, when you left he would give you a two dollar bill and that was his thing um, but I remember him saying like we have one of the things that he promoted on his site was he had an ISDN setup so you could upload and download these files so quickly through him because these files were, you know, they were uncompressed raw files. And I always thought that was interesting because I felt like ISDN was a blip on the whole roadmap of like internet. To me, I had a couple of friends that had it, you know, their parents were pretty well off, but it was dial up. There was ISDN. And I don't remember if there was anything beyond that. I want to say there was, but uh, now it's just like the up and down speeds are just, it's crazy how fast we can send stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Tom, I remember. Tom. Um, I mean, yeah, I I started at EMC in 2015, and I feel like they were still looking to do ISDN sessions every now and again. And we would be like, we need to find a facility that can do that. Yeah, we don't do that. We can record it here and send it to you after the fact. But it was almost like they wanted to use our microphone in our studio, but record on their Pro Tools. Oh yeah, and, you know what I mean. Like, and that was that was really the plus for ISDN is you could utilize the microphone probably at your client's studio, but hit record at some other facility somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I should check up on him. <laughs> See what he's doing. Hey, dude. Check I, he was, you know, he, but he also seemed like he was on the edge of retirement anyway. Mm. I think he was just trying to keep his business alive for a little bit longer. Yeah. He probably sold was it. Was it Don LaFontaine? <laughs> I have to In look at world. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is Daily Breeze and another Ooh, one. Oh, South Bay. Mm. That's my uh, that's my, the newspaper from my hometown. Oh, Jimmy World fills Integrity Blues with soaring inventive music. So they look uh, like it's going to be a positive review here. Sam Nair, Sam Nair one at gmail.com, September 6th, 2017. Fame found Mesa, Arizona's Jimmy World in 2001 with the hyper infectious tune, The Middle. Became a huge hit. Ah, it says, Integrity Blues, the band's ninth album, continues its recent string of releasing a new record every three years, seemingly without heed of whether or not its music ever re resonates on such a mass scale. 
Lead singer and songwriter Jim Adkins has a strong tenor voice fully capable of carrying both anthemic statements, such as You Are Free, as much as you can stand to be, and timeless sounding ballads such as The End is Beautiful, which manages to make a romantic breakup sound tremendously appealing. <laughs> That's a good way of putting <laughs> it, right? Yeah. Best possible outcome? I want to I do think that. so. <laughs> I want to argue with somebody outside the restroom. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Oh, I have one from Chorus FM. This is Craig Ismaili. Craig Who is it? Who wrote it? Craig Craig Ismaili. Craig Ismaili. Oh, I don't know Craig Ismaili. I thought it was going to be uh yeah, go ahead. The other Craig. Uh yeah. October 24th, 2016. Manning. Craig Manning. Highly recommended. Let's see. Uh the end is beautiful. And what is left? Oh, what are they talking about here? Let's see. Oh, this is those. This is a nice story. My life is is currently in a state of transition, so they're just new friends, new family, or not new family, but new friends, new location. So talking about how that album, how music from Jimmy World just brings them back home. Uh, and they go on to say, and what is left in its wake is a tour de force. Uh, this is talking coming from talking about past the baby. Uh, tour de force of the best Jimmy at World has to offer. Adkins gives what I would consider his greatest vocal performance of his career on the back half of Integrity Blues, uh, vacillating between raucous, hard-charging alt-rock numbers through and get right and delicate, vulnerable performances like The End is Beautiful and the title track, Integrity Blues. The latter song will perhaps garner the most mixed reaction since it is much more vibey and relaxed than the songs that surround it. But I believe the lyric linchpin it's the lyrical linchpin for the record. So he liked it. Highly recommend. Okay, now we're getting into some interesting ones. This is from thenumberkevin.com. I thought this was interesting. The Number Kevin, uh, another polymath here, music blogger, free, freelance writer, occasional playwright, X-File. So uh, mass arts consumer, Go Mets. <laughs> um, album review, Jimmy World, Integrity Blues. It doesn't have to hurt anymore, sings Jimmy Eat World on the angelic, swelling new tune, The End is Beautiful, and my eyes are also swelling. I'm not crying. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> not here, anyway, in this hipster coffee shop where tears are strictly reserved for Bonnie Vare's latest whatever. Throughout Integrity Blues, but especially on The End is Beautiful, Jim Adkins' lyrics fit familiar, like a decade-old pair of jeans that somehow managed to grow along with us. You said, however you go, I'll be cheering you on in the end. What's the difference how it all went wrong? Hey, that's something. The truth is what you believe it is. It doesn't have to hurt anymore. Here's how I'm choosing to interpret these lyrics. It doesn't have to hurt anymore because Jimmy World, i.e. America's emo dads, have returned to pluck our heartstrings and tell us that it's not our fault. And that goes back to the, uh, I think it's that <laughs> that Twitter conversation about, um, God, what was that? Asking about the middle. Somebody asked them about the middle and it being our fault. Um, <laughs> it was such a tongue-in-cheek. I think it was, was it a Brooklyn Vegan article or something about it? We're going to go back and do like a Patreon article or a episode on it. it. Anyway, it's an interesting I don't one. remember. What was this? We just talked about it, I think, a few episodes ago. It was about <laughs> how the middle and it, it's, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to ruin it if I try uh, oh, to I'm bring it Oh, I'm remembering now. Yeah. It was a very recent Brooklyn Vegan article. Yeah. And we were going to do a Patreon about it. Uh, anyway, then he goes on to talk about how much he loves it. Um, but that's what he had to mention about The End is Beautiful on this. Uh, and his favorite track, uh, The End is Beautiful, Past the Baby, Paul Roger, Sure and Certain, and It Matters. I freaking love this album, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, this is from the Phoenix New Times. So this has got to be all digital, right? You think there's a there's a, a physical part to this? This uh, of the Phoenix New Times? Yeah, the, I definitely think there used to be, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I should have gone to Stinkweeds and I seen know, right? It was it was, a, yeah. <laughs> Phoenix New Times is right over there. Uh, this is from Henry Bernard, March 9th, 2017. Jimmy World multi-instrumentalist Robin Vining proves size Ooh. does not matter. Uh, and then, ah, uh, here it goes. Jimmy World released Integrity Blues in October 2016. And I noticed you recorded keyboards on The End is Beautiful. What did you use to get those touching, watery <gasps> tones that swim around like a sea turtle floating in the ocean? Uh, and Robin goes on to say, well, I swam with some sea turtles once in Oahu, and they were pretty quiet, except when they got up on the beach and moved the sand around. Anyway, I think it was a Wurlitzer electric piano layered with some Mellotron sounds and plenty of reverberating studio magic. So maybe that's what it is, right? It, a Wurlitzer a, mixed with a Mellotron. Wurlitzer and the Mellotron, and then maybe a muted or soft mixed acoustic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what Robin had to say. Sick. Uh, yes. I'm glad you found that. Me too. This one was an AV Club article. Moving out from the middle, 60 minutes of eternal adolescence with Jimmy World. Sweetness, Bleed American work, and an hour of the best, brightest songs Jim Atkins and company have to offer. Uh, this is from A.A. A. Dowd, published July 16th, 2018. And here they go on to pick, uh, this is when they comment on The End is Beautiful, Time hasn't eroded Jimmy World's talent for penning evocative breakup ballads. If anything, the band's gotten only gotten more specific in its songwriting, capturing the embers and not just the smoke wafting off an extinguished love affair. The gentle elegiac, elegiac, is that, what is that? I don't know that word. Elegiac? This is a new word for me. Let's see it. I want to hear it. Elegiac. Elegiac. Ooh, boy. Haunting and elegiac poems relating to... Or characteristic of an elegy. Ah. Okay. The gentle elegiac. The end is beautiful. Snaps a picture of the moment when two people rationally realize that they what they once had is gone. It's not the only song the band's on the band's most recent LP that seems to chronicle a dissolving relationship. Chasing sober observations about a couple's steady drift apart with a chorus that sees a kind of euthanasia and separation. The End is Beautiful ultimately justifies its title. Once again, Jimmy World has located beauty in a painful but liberating farewell. Salt sweet, man. Uh, I should have read that one last. This is from the Ithacan. <laughs> this is from the Ithacan. This is a Silas. We've done this before, yeah. Silas White, yeah, staff writer, published October 25th, 2016. Uh, review Jimmy World's Integrity Blues strays from roots. Yeah, see, four out of five stars. Uh, this is what they have to say. The End is Beautiful is a continuation of You With Me, where the singer realizes the relationship was doomed because he had an unrealistic idea of love and realizes that the relationship needs to end. Adkins sings, you're gonna do what you have to. You see, the problem was us. Tried to bend love to the picture we had in our heads. The title of the song, The End is Beautiful, is reference to the end of the relationship beautifully freeing him and his partner. It's one of the better songs on the album. The guitar part is simple but memorable, and there is a feeling of catharsis when Atkins sings It Doesn't Have to Hurt Anymore because the listener can empathize with what the singer is going through. It isn't as vocally impressive as some of the other songs like Sure and Certain, but the poignant lyrics make up for what the vocals lack. So fairly positive. They like that track. That's the only review that says that he didn't (laughs) sing it well. Yeah, right? But at least it's almost like a backhanded comment. It wasn't yeah. the best, but 
they picked up where they they uh they dropped hey that's something <laughs> elegiac <laughs> is that what it was let's say it again elegiac 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 let's say ellen okay all right there we go that's all my articles all right, I've got uh, a couple things. I won't read Stitches and Grooves. I'll save that for... He didn't mention the song. He just talks about Integrity Blues as a whole. Oh, did you, uh, I do want to just... Uh, I don't have to read the reviews, but TheMusic.com gave it 3.5 out of 4 stars, and Pitchfork gave it 7.3 out of 10 stars. Um, okay. Consequence of Sound, uh, they have the how, how Jimmy Eat World is this Jimmy Eat World record. So the Jewishness of Integrity Blues is it's not exactly an emo record, but it's a very Jewish record. When Atkins does get deep in those feels, he does it so tactfully that you could read the songs as either optimistically accepting or pessimistically resigned. You are free. The end is beautiful, even sure and certain. And then the second bit is, uh, I believe, which refrain? Yes, wait, which refrain do I sing? And then the answer <laughs> is, you sit there waiting for the complete the competing refrain to come in on the end is beautiful but it never arrives nor does it come anywhere else but harmonize your way through Paul Roger for some good chills so that is what consequence of sound had to say about the song no Jake T O'Donnell but we do have uh, I do I did find a spectrum pulse remember a spectrum pulse yes so at 410 okay. and 610 do you want, yeah, do you want to go through that now? You have them uh, queued up better. I had it down as like 197 seconds, which is three and a half minutes in, but that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound <laughs> like what you have. <laughs> so yeah, uh, 410 and 610. Let me put this into watch together. Uh, I've got Spectrum Pulse and a few others. Good. Uh, Spectrum okay. Pulse, I think, is movie phone guy, right? <laughs> well, these are the two dudes that we get mixed up. I, think I mix them up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, okay, without having heard it, he kind of looks like uh, Trey Parker. I'm going to go ahead and hit play and let's see what we He think. does look like but Trey Parker. Clear muse influence on the guitar tones, progressions, or even parts of the... There's no way this that dude is not Mr. Movie Phone, right? Right. This is the Paul Roger guy. Paul Roger. Paul oh, yeah. Roger. Did we jump to Paul Roger? Dude, I, I always <laughs> listen to it anytime I see yeah. him up there. This influence on the guitar tones, progressions, or even parts of the vocal line of Get Right. You know, I have to admit, there's a part of me that actually thinks the brighter tones are a better fit for Jimmy Eat World. If only because of the tonal choices in the guitars against the bass melodies are so much stronger. A lot of that melody comes through, and when accented against the keys on it matters, the echoing piano tone and the borderline tremolo riff on the bridge of You Are Free, or the great melodic blur of The End Is Beautiful, it really comes together. Hell, when they bring in horns and strings for the title track and Paul Roger, the tonal <laughs> interplay yeah! Roger. <laughs> there it is, okay, man. So, so he mentions it there, and let's jump to 610. Here we go doesn't really earn that baby as okay but putting that aside what i liked about this album is how it shows the partner in this situation is being just as intuitive to the breakdown if not more so you can often tell when it's not working for your partner even if you don't want to say it which makes the breakdown of internal barriers feel so liberating on you are free and the rational almost amicable split of the end is beautiful it's actually got some real poignance to it now for a while though i thought that so there mm -hmm. it is thank you yeah. spectrum pulse um ARTV. This is the other guy. This is the guy that we conflict. Say, I, I can do right? This is Mr. Movie Phone. <laughs> so let me jump to 654. Here. This guy's got a deeper voice. Right, here we go. 
just felt like I was a little bit tiresome to kick the full. It's got this slow acoustic guitar, and I understand that he's kind of pouring out some emotion into this track. It just doesn't feel as genuine as the majority of the moments on here. But fortunately, I do think the majority of Integrity Blues is very worthwhile. Their best album in quite some. All right, so I, I think I caught the tail end of it, but it's there. Let me, let me, Mr. Movie Phone, Russ Leatherman, I think, yeah. Let, let's see if I can find a, uh, oh boy. Just call Movie Phone. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Phone. The movie you selected is playing at the Beartown oh Cinema. Showtimes are 7 o'clock. the movie starts at 7. Hello, and welcome, welcome to, to Movie Phone. Phone. If you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, press 1. To select from a list of current movies, press 2. When uh, when I started doing The Voice, you... <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to save this. I want to watch this. Are you are you, are you, are you done with, uh, with Air TV? Uh, I am, yeah. I think that okay, was it. Right. I just wanted to play a little bit of uh, well, Mr. Movie Phone so we could A-B them there. I have to uh, play this, then. I have to. Yes, please. I, I have to. Oh, yes. <laughs> Classic. Oh, no. Wait. What happened? What they just jumped to the end. Here we go. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me? <laughs> Three for channel. Two adults. One child. What the hell is this? George, <laughs> Elena, I'd like to see channel with Jerry. Channel. With Jerry. Great. Great. Probably went to the 84th Street. That's where I always go with Jerry. Hello, and welcome to Movie Fun. <laughs> If you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, press one. Come on, come on. Using your touchtone keypad, please enter the first three letters of the movie title now. You've selected 80. If that's correct, press one. What? You've selected brown-eyed girl. If this is correct, press one. <laughs> Why, Why don't, don't you, do you just tell me the name of the movie you selected? <laughs> Channel? To find the theater nearest you, please enter your five-digit zip code now. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me where you want to see the movie? <laughs> Close Paragon 84th and Broadway. Channel is playing at the Paragon 84th Street Cinema in the main theater at 9.30 p.m. Yeah, now I got you. <laughs> it's also playing in theater number two at nine o'clock. <laughs> Did you link me to that, actually, as I was copy and pasting it? Did I? No, I don't think so. You put it in. What did you put? Oh, it's the thumbnail that you pasted. That's so funny. That's so weird. It must be in that clip. I'm 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 watching that. Later, that is so. so wild. Look at that. So funny. The same clip I grabbed. Okay. <laughs> so good. So uh, yes, finally, Christian Doyle. Although this isn't good. It looks like the thumbnail is ARTV. <laughs> uh oh. Did I do a uh video? Let's see if I could pull it up real quick. It happens. It's a good thing you checked. I think that's happened at least a handful of times to me where I just, I kind of, I don't even do Christian Doyle. Christian Doyle at 409 and 643. See, you're so fast. As its name suggests. Let me, 409 and 623. Here we go. Why? Nine. 
Sick. I'm not sure what's going to come next on this record, and I love it. Sorry, this record just keeps guessing. The End Is Beautiful is, as its name suggests, a really beautiful song. The chorus is very, very emotional, and I love Jim's vocal performance throughout the song. An absolutely awesome and, as I said, beautiful song. Adkins has... Mm. Oh, I was noticing two things. Super high frame rate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like at least 30 frames, if not 60. And then uh, all the Blink-182 stuff behind him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some of the best emotion in his voice that I've heard out of a vocalist. He really knows how to admit ex exactly what he's feeling in the lyrics out onto the record. And you can really hear that he means what he's singing. And that's something that a lot of vocalists lack nowadays. But he has kept true to that throughout his entire career. Integrity Blues into Paul... Sorry, Paul... Oh, <laughs> let's hear. Paul right. Roger... Paul Roger. I'm not sure how to say that word, but at least he admitted nice. he didn't. He wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then let's jump to 643. So also uh, commending uh, Jim on his vocal prowess on that song. So yeah, just uh, was the Ithacan. Uh, that was the only person not, yeah. uh, not impressed with Jim's vocal ability on this song. It's so great to see Jimmy at world back at the top of their game. I really, really love this record. My top three tracks are going to be, Get Right, The End Is Beautiful, and Paul yeah. Roger. On, on first listen, I gave this record a 4 out of 5. On second, list, on second, third, fourth, fifth. Every listen I've had ever since, it's a 4 out of 5 for this record. I really, really loved it. Definitely go and check Agreed. It's a terrific record. Yeah. Um, so that is all I have for reviews and articles. Same. Shall Same. we jump to community? Let's do it. I only have Shoutbox. Okay. Oh, yeah. Start with that. I have a few things I need to log back I in. I think it's one Shoutbox from Niall... Mooney, this song is magnificent. October 21st, 2016. Let me go ahead and give Niall a thumbs up. And that's all I have for community. I didn't really <laughs> dig into. I, I don't like to go into Reddit. I didn't find anything yeah. anywhere else. So. Uh, yeah, give me a little bit of uh, time to oh, shine yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, right? <laughs> this was... Uh, this was uh, I, It's a bummer when there's always a deleted account that posts something, right? This was a discussion post three years ago. By deleted, what does the sub think about Integrity Blues? Uh, I'm asking because I love that album, but I don't see much of a consensus in the fan base. So three years ago was 2020. Yeah, February of 2020. <laughs> I laid my hand on the soundboard. Sorry. Did you, which one did you do? I didn't even catch it. Carbon scoring here. Looks like you boys seen a lot of action. I was like, what the hell is that? You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm reaping all the benefits. Oh, God. Carbon scoring. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's only a couple of mentions of this, uh, and one of them was from Ella Bella Medella. Um, I have a com complicated relationship with it. I think it's clever, well-produced, well-written, and played, and quality-wise, is one of their best. But if I ranked it in my favorites, it's become the album I least, list, least listened to since Static Prevailed, which is interesting. There are two reasons for this. Number one, which mentions this, uh, it's a very emotional album, and often too hard for me to listen to. Damage is, is considered the depressing divorce album, but there's not a single song on Damage, an album I adore, that cuts me anywhere near as hard as The End is Beautiful. Throw in It Matters and Integrity Blues, and I'm a complete mess. Paul Roger can be hard too, but is also one of my favorite songs, though. Uh, so I manage to listen to that all the time. So unless I'm in the right headspace and the right environment, I can't enjoy those songs, which is interesting. To, to you know, like I think we've yeah. we've talked about you know the the Lisa the Lisa meme. Like I, I was gonna say, Jonathan Lee posted the Lisa meme in the, <laughs> in the Facebook group. 
right? It's just like sometimes you just there's not enough hurting. Like make me yep. feel me restarting bad. the song because the part that hurts me the most did hurt me enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hurt me some more. Yep. So that's what Ella Bella Medella had to say uh, two months ago um, from Internet Person. An opinion post. I just have to bring up how incredible The End is Beautiful is. I haven't seen anyone talk about it lately, so I decided to acknowledge it. The G note does catch me off guard, though. Um, are they talking about the piano G note? that, Which is also, in fact, let me, oh, let me just play that it's, real quick. It's like a, yeah, it's but quite it's, the note. It's one note, but it looks like it's in, intentionally uh, drowned in a reverb. Reverb, yeah. Swimming. <laughs> Oh, Oh, man. And look at this. Sergeant Donut. Top commenter here. 19 points two months ago. Such a great song and album. Over the years, Integrity Blues has solidified its place in my top three Jew albums, which is saying a lot since I love all of them. The verse of this song beginning with, I was taped up to fight. I had my speech ready. is just incredible songwriting. Gets me every time. Agreed. <sighs> um, Cautioner86 says, I was going through this something like this when, or, um, let's see. Oh, someone else before that just says that they're in a, a similar relationship, that situation. I was going through something like this when IB came out. You Are Free makes me so happy, though, and even though The End is Beautiful should still be an uplifting song, it's so real to me, I actually skip it a lot. We en- ended up in recommit territory, and I also adore that song. Uh, yeah. And then, Tangerine Latrine says, there was a recent thread about underrated Jew songs, and I mentioned this song. The End is Beautiful and Paul Roger both really helped me get through my breakup. Integrity Blues is a great underappreciated album, but The End is Beautiful might be its crowning jewel. I'll have to revisit the album to decide for sure. Uh, It's so funny. Lloyd Leatherman in the Facebook group, I wonder if there's any relation to Russ, um, on May 28th, 2020 says, You are free and The End is Beautiful on repeat, ellipsis sad face cry emoji ah <laughs> man when you want to hurt oh uh, perry stotts is suggesting that perhaps the end is beautiful is in six eight but isn't that just two measures instead of one measure is like that's yeah the... but if you listen to listen to, play the beginning again okay it's almost like a one two three four five six one two three four five six one two three Right? Yeah. It's like one, two, three, four, five, four, six. Five, one, six. two, one, three, four, yeah. five, six. I get it. Hmm. But I have never, I mean, what's the difference between that? Is it just, it, I always thought it was just how many notes fit into a <sighs> yeah, measure, right? Let's, let's look it up. We've Here we looked go. this. What's the deal with three, four timing? Three, four, three, six, eight. <laughs> in three, four, we group the eighth notes in twos, resulting in three strong beats in a measure on the quarter note beats. In 6-8, we group the eighth notes in threes, resulting in two strong beats in a measure on the dotted quarters. Oh, yeah. And you can look at the chord changes. They're on They're on the second measure. So that's right. Maybe it is 6-8. This goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Bum, 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 bum. Huh. Yeah. Perry Stotts. Great observation. Great job. Love Perry's work. Carl, so good to see you. <laughs> Thanks, Perry Stotts. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, okay, so six eight time in yeah. G. 
All right, this is a discussion thread. The End is Beautiful finally clicked today, submitted seven months ago by 8991 underscore nine, or no, I'm sorry, <laughs> 8991 underscore N. Uh, a while back, there was a discussion of how certain juice songs seemed like, eh, when you first hear them, until suddenly it clicks and it hits you like a train. That just happened to me with The End is Beautiful. After losing several loved ones very suddenly recently, it means so much more now. The whole Integrity Blues album didn't click with me when it came out. I think it's time for a closer listen now. What has hit you lately? Um, so it's kind of an open thread there about that. Um, My Name Burns Gold says, This song hit me immediately. The bridge is just money. I was taped up to fight. I had my speech ready. Then on, like only you can, you stole the air right from me. Uh, and then they go on to finish the lyric. And they just said, truth, beautiful. Jim's bridges have always been so good, Mimic the French says. Agreed. Hold on. This is, let's see this. Grevling 89 says, many of their songs feel like they've been reverse engineered from a musical idea that ends up being the bridge in the final cut. I think we've always agreed like there's there's that the answer is in the bridge, but he does such beautiful bridges <laughs> to wait mm-hmm. for. It. They always seem to amp up the intensity and emotion as it, as evident in Chase This Light, Nothing Wrong in Polaris. And then the uh, OP says, for me, I was already bawling in the first verse. I knew nothing. I was sick. And I don't blame a thing that you did. It doesn't have to hurt anymore. I mean, if you're in the right headspace and you're sad, that whole part, man, heavy. I, I knew nothing. I was sick. It's just like that admission of just being. I mean, Brian Minto is continuing <sighs> the trend here. This looks like a post that you read on Reddit. Listening to Integrity Blues on the way to work this morning and the end is beautiful came on. I've listened to the song thousands of times, but this morning, this section of the lyrics just hit me different. I was taped up to fight. I had my speech ready. Then like only you can, you stole there out from me. You said, however you go, I'll be cheering you on in the end. What's the difference of how it all went wrong? And then a uh, super sad cry emoji. <laughs> uh and yeah, I mean, just everybody in the comments like, yep, 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 yep. Uh, okay. Uh, there were two, well, I guess, yeah, two two threads I could just kind of, I'll just maybe pick one comment in them. Um, one was from, let's see, six months ago by an official wannabe, which Jimmy Rolled songs hit you in the feels? Open bar reception always gets me in, which is an interesting one. Open bar reception. Uh, Ergonomic says, the entirety of Integrity Blues album gave me the courage to initiate and help me through my divorce. Especially the mm. back half of the album. You Are Free, The End is Beautiful, Through, Integrity Blues, and Paul Roger. Each song really helped me through that whole situation. Uh, and then two months ago by, again, internet person, the most underrated Jimmy World songs. And Nez477 says, Invented Paul Roger, Be Sensible, and The End is Beautiful. The End is Beautiful is also a song I forget about sometimes. And when it comes on in my shuffle, I realize how great it is. Uh, Tangerine Latrine. <laughs> the End is Beautiful does That's not get enough good. love. Uh, that shit is raw. That whole album got me through my last breakup, especially The End is Beautiful and Paul Roger, which is also criminally underrated. <laughs> Tangerine Latrine. You name, you changed your name to Latrine? <laughs> it used to be shithouse. All right, uh, let's see. We've got... Your name's going to be Julia Gulia. <laughs> Julia that's Gullia, funny. That's funny. Why is that funny? Why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or are we just doing that in, in text and it made so we much worry, sense? We were, yeah. I, think. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. I got a couple more. Uh, Jimmy World and the Cure. Two years ago by The Party Poison. Oh, this is very cure 
Yes, there is one. I think we did this recently with another track. Uh, I wish I could remember what track it was. All right, let's see. Uh, all right, so this is a bit of a weird one, but I was listening to Roller Queen, and the song itself was giving me major Cure vibes. I'm not sure why, but it just was. That got me thinking, Disintegration by Jew has to be a reference to The Cure's Disintegration, uh, not only by the title, but also by the actual sound of the song itself. Has anyone heard guys talk about uh, being influenced by The Cure, anything along those lines? And the one mention of it was Smachevic. Listen to the bridge section of The End is Beautiful. I think that's Jimmy World in peak Cure form. So killer. I was taped up. I mean, that, that did uh, give me, I did I did maybe use that for my rave DJ. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is it. Oh, wow. It must have been the same time. Let me go back to this other one. This one was from, who posted this one? This was The Party Poison from two years ago on January 5th, 2021. And then December 5th, 2019, Kenzie Summers posted, I don't know if there are many slash any Cure fans, uh, but... So then they talk about disintegration and 23 and all that. And then the same person had posted, I guess, just a month or two before Smachevic. To me, the most curious thing from Jimmy World uh, is the bridge of The End is Beautiful. Uh, such a great yep. song. And the cure vibes in the middle section always made it a standout. So those two. Uh, last thing I have, random Integrity Blues poll. The last poll of the pod, David. Exile on Dayton Street two months ago. The End is Beautiful versus Pretty Grids. And it is 149 votes. Where do you think Can I those... hear the beginning of Pretty Grids? Sure. Here's Pretty Grids. Ooh, okay. You know that one. That's, mm-hmm. that's true. All right, and it's 100 and how many? 149. Oof. All right, I'll go easy. 149. The end is beautiful. <laughs> You're saying zero for pretty grids, huh? No, no, no. Sorry, one hundred to forty-nine. Oh, okay, with all right. The end is beautiful. Getting the uh, advantage there. Pretty damn close. One hundred and seven for the end is beautiful, and forty-two for pretty grids. I give you a win yeah. for that one, man. You go out on top. You go out on top. Thanks. <laughs> so they love it. Uh, yeah. There you go. So that's it. That's all the community. That's the last community. Wow. Wow. Shall we jump wow. into covers? Let's do it, man. I only have a couple. Handful. Uh, Yeah, me too. Not too many, but I found even one while we were doing it. And I'm making a new Rave DJ right now. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope yours is better than all four of mine. Well, I specifically looked for a 6-8 song. So that's what I'm oh, going to Oh, go good with. call. Good yeah, call. Thanks, man. I'm going to mute this site so it doesn't come up. Uh, Okay, so. Let's start. Oh, why don't you fire up text to speech? Yes. Because uh, Christy Brewer is going to bless us one last time. All right. Hold on. Let's do. And I forget if she has an intro or not. Modify this. I think this is intro. All right. Let's see how far we can get through this. Oh, yeah. There must be a plan. Neither of us could see. So we went along where it went. A party within a dream. And I never felt peace like that. It was safety as I'd never known. Oh, I knew nothing. I was sick. And I don't blame a thing that you did. It doesn't have to hurt anymore. No, it doesn't have to hurt anymore. Any, anymore. Got a picture of the look when I knew I'd lost you. 
And I know when you feel trapped. You're gonna do what you have to. You see the problem was us. Tried to bend love to the picture we had in our heads. Oh, that's not nothing. But there it is. And it won't kill us breathing it in. It doesn't have to hurt anymore. No, it doesn't have to hurt anymore. It doesn't have to hurt anymore. No, it doesn't have to hurt anymore. Any, anymore. I was taped up to fight. I had my speech ready. Then like only you can, you stole the air out from me. You said, however you go, I'll be cheering you on. In the end, what's the difference how it all went wrong? Hey, that's something. The truth is what you believe it is. Nice. Well, yes. it, I apologize to anybody who thought maybe that didn't sound like the end is beautiful. The problem is Christy Brewer was covering the most beautiful things. Oh. Different beautiful song. <laughs> We've talked about that. This is a word Say that Jimmy Ward loves to use. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, there is. A, I apologize if anybody thought that that didn't sound exactly like the end is beautiful. All right. Um, I found this person. It's not quite a cover. It's a. Uh, how do they? How do they put it? How do they describe it? Let me put it here. It's a uh, uh, self-made or unofficial instrumental. Is oh yes, it. yes. Talal, Talal Hussein, Lone Conqueror. Posted those. Let's hear how good it is. I think this is like a splitter. Splitter, yeah, splitter. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. You did a little wobbly, but, but yeah. Another piano. Yeah. <laughs> it's also nice. the that xylophone there. Bing, 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 bing. Um, Obviously sounds a little bit like a callback to Clarity, but also sounds like the boss. Yeah. Yo, you're right. Very uh, The E Street Band, yeah. That's right. That You know what else is, is nice to catch is that it goes... But then it, it goes... The notes are all off, but it does this nice little like drop with just one single note. So I've got three Coosties, a band, and mm -hmm. then somebody from the community. Shall we get the Coosties out of the way and then go to the band and then... Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do Honey Badger. Yeah. Let's work backwards. Here is what Honey Badger sounds like. <laughs> Classic jump ahead. Must be a plan either of us could see. This is me in high school for sure. So we went along with it, went a party within a dream. I never felt peace like that in 
For safety is I've never known Oh, not nothing You can tell that's a tailor Oh, really? Oh, yeah The sunburst of it or what? This, then the sound Doesn't have to hurt Anymore Doesn't have to hurt Anymore Nice. Terrific work, Honey Badger. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't care anyway. If no, I, I wouldn't. He don't didn't care. think he did a good job because he don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, hot Wired Hearts. So we jump to one minute into Hot Wired Hearts yes, cover. Yeah. And uh, see if we can pick up on the second verse here. Oh, the, it's a short cover. I'm interested. I'm going to let oh, it play. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that a washbird? Could be. Is it a Martin? No. Nah. Oh, could be. Yeah. I just realized watching him play that I like quote unquote wrote a song in high school that was never much more than a chord progression and it was this song yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just realized it watching him that was me <laughs> I wrote this song all right and finally uh, in the acoustic section, sugar yes. pill. Yes. Probably fucking nailing it. Uh, let's jump One to One time for the last time. Oh, it's a play along. It's definitely a Taylor. Got a picture of the look when I knew I'd lost My hand hurts watching him play. Can we talk about Rick walking that bass line down, too? Yeah. Yeah. That's just D, C, and G, right? Yeah. Mm. 
Well done, as yeah. expected. Yes. Um, Atlantic clouds. Did you take a listen to Atlantic clouds at all? No, I didn't. Here is that's what you just found, right? Uh, this one. When was this posted? Let's see. I'm gonna hit play and look into it. Six years ago. Hmm. Yeah, I did find that one. It was just the. It's just the song. Yeah. Get out of here, Atlantic clouds. Yeah, you're right. This would seeing the image here reminds me. That's funny. It's so I think I had skipped in the middle somewhere and I was and it was just instrumental and I was like, oh man, they did a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, it does look like both my rave DJs are done, so I'm excited for that. Let's go ahead and listen to Wyatt Lewis from the Facebook group. So since this is from the Facebook group, I'm going to play it from my end, and it says uh, February 21st, 2020. This song has been becoming one of my favorites lately. The end is beautiful. Uh, and lots of love. 26. Oh, you even uh, gave him a like here. Um, so here is Wyatt Lewis. Do you want to play along here? On a telly. Yeah, right? (laughs) Find it. What's that chord? A weird G. I don't know that G chord. Watch it right here. Oh, he's not going to do it now. And I realize you're not watching it. So I can't watch you know? it. <laughs> I'm imagining a weird How G. How would you know? A weird G. Um, here, I'll let you watch it. We can hear it a little bit more. Why don't you uh, jump to... I'm at 112 is where I paused it. Okay. Let me just jump there. Am I going to see this weird G then? No, it'll be actually a little before that. You want to jump to 40? 40, 40, and we'll see... Uh, 40? All right. Let's yeah, see. just jump to 40 seconds. We'll hear that chorus again. that I'll do it again right here C there's the C here it is huh that looks like I don't know that one weren't we talking about that one that that's like the the open C but you slide it up and right it's It's like the C shape but it's up higher so is right that's the uh, C shape on the D on the G Huh. It's uh, an interesting chord. Never seen yeah. it. Yeah. Could be. Not I mean, it's beautiful. It. That's the one that's, uh, that's the, uh, is it tonic? That's the one. It's the tonic song that I think I bring up that plays that chord. Which one is it? Uh, if you could, it, it, no, if, if you, no, tonic. It, and if you could only see. Oh, are they, uh, if you want to take my picture? No, that's filter. <laughs> oh my God. They're, <laughs> they're all the same band to you, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a Thursday, uh, thrice situation for me. 
Okay. <laughs> Filter, tonic, it's all It's water. all the same thing. Okay. It's all things you do to water. <laughs> yeah, uh, what it, that sounds like a Jeopardy uh, question. Uh, things yes, you do to water. What is tonic or filter? <laughs> <laughs> we would have also accepted filter. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry, you were in the middle of finding something. No, was I? The chord. No, I, the chord. I, I, I saw it. We saw the chord. I was just oh, okay. looking for that song. I just wanted to double check. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I have two rave DJs. I've only heard one, and it's okay toward the middle-ish of it. Uh, do you want me to do my okay one, and then we hear yours, and then we both Ugh. experience the second one together? Yeah, let's do that. I mean, all, all right, of mine are go. pretty rancid, but... This is called End Baker Sprained Ankle. <laughs> what? This is Julian Baker's song, Sprained Ankle. So, what I wanted to do... <laughs> At the beginning of the podcast, when we logged into Zoom, I played Justin, I Know the End, which is a Phoebe Bridger song off of her album Punisher. Uh, incredible song. Gives me goosebumps when it kicks into the outro. Um, and uh, and so we were listening to that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to raid DJ these two songs. And then I was like, wait, this is in 3-4. Now we know it's 6-8. But right. I was like, this is in 3-4. It's going to sound terrible. I didn't even try it. Didn't even attempt it. But... Julian Baker, bandmate of Phoebe Bridgers in Boy Genius, has an incredible song called Sprained Ankle, which is in 3-4 time. And that makes me wonder if that's why the Rave DJ isn't perfect. So it gets there, but it's just okay. So here is uh, End... What is it? Uh, end Baker Sprained Ankle. I'm going to go back to the beginning here. Here we go. And this song is incredible. I recommend everybody check it out. I love extending gems. <laughs> he hasn't done yet. I think it gets there, though. Here it is. Those little guitar notes. It was only good for that one part. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a really cool appreciated part. I think you would really like this song because Julian does some really cool guitar stuff. But it's it's very arpeggiated and devoid of drums. And so my guess is Rave DJ didn't know what to do with that part. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like... But it's in three, four time, but... Rave DJ, there's no drums oh, yeah. to go off of. So right. Anyway, that was End Baker Sprained Ankle. Okay. Um, I've got the Here is Beautiful, which I try to do Hear You Me because it's three, four time. Ah. <sighs> and that didn't work. It's a swing and a miss. It's gotta man. be the six eight thing. It's yeah, here we go. Let's listen to that. We'll try to get 
I feel like there's a portion of it very similar to that track where it works, but the majority of it is crap, unfortunately. The here is beautiful. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> there must be. Ah, <laughs> uh, it started on the. Yeah. I'm okay with it though, though. Oh. <laughs> it just, it almost goes like double time. Uh, yeah, it's like missing it's a, like a measure off. Yeah. Here you go. Here. There it is. Yes. Jim just soloing over himself. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you, Jim. <laughs> no, 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 thank you, Jim. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. This is called, we were talking about The Cure, and I said, does The Cure have a song in 6-8? And they do. It's called Six Different Ways. When I Googled it, it said, oh, the drummer is... 6-8 ma- is a very boring time signature, so the drummer is doing some interesting stuff, which makes me a little worried that this is not going to work <laughs> out. But it's a Cure song in 6-8 with the end is beautiful. All right. A Cure song I'm not familiar with. Do you know Please. Six Different Ways at all? I do not, no. All right, so let's take a listen to Different Ways is Beautiful. <laughs> Already a good start. Oh yeah, man, this is prog rock, baby. <laughs> Just rush. <laughs> Just become rush. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> It's just the so much have, set up for me. I know, they haven't started singing yet, right? This is like this is like the chips when like the helicopter's coming down and they I'm not high enough for this. <laughs> There's like a pan flute, dude. Come on. <laughs> Get out of here. It's not working for me, man. <laughs> the pan, pan flute. <laughs> look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> pan flute. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Well, Justin, <sighs> what are your final thoughts on the song The End is Beautiful by the band Jimmy Eat World? I positively adore this track. Uh, looking into it again lyrically, I love that we look into this lyrically uh, because it gives you a different perspective on it when you actually analyze it line by line. And so I love it a little bit more 
having you know knowing that it's a it, it's about an amicable split up right which is if it's going to be that way you'd hope for it to be amicable and so the story is beautiful jim does an amazing job and that arpeggiated bridge or right before the bridge is just it's it's per it's perfection and uh i love this track man and i'm glad that this this was the last song that we got to do together same um uh absolutely like it more uh than when we uh went into it and i I already loved the track. Um, when I put it on in the car on the drive home from Phoenix, I was like, yes, yes. I'm very excited that this is the last track. Um, but then going through the lyrics and going line by line, it's an, it's an incredible... Uh, it seems serendipitous that we would make this our final track of this yeah. version. I guess we'll call it season one of the pod. And <laughs> finally, I guess, you know, obviously I want to thank Lindsay and Susie for <laughs> putting up with us and me ruining at least Susie's favorite band and being like, you know what this song's about <laughs> all the time in the car. Yeah. Um, but I didn't write anything down. So there's something I guess I want to play at the very end, but I, okay. I know that you've prepared something and I wanted to give you what, what are your final thoughts, Justin on Jimmy eat pod? All right, here we go. This is what I'd prepared. I prepared this on what? Mm, uh, March. Just I tried where I left, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's one whole page. Right, I'll read through it. Um, I feel like I'll be I'll be able to get through it. I can tell you right now, I, it doesn't look like I'm um, I'm in a, a headspace where it's just going to be tough for me to get through this. Uh, but I did want to make sure that before I go through this, and even though I note this in my little speech here, um, if I did miss anybody, uh, don't think that it's because uh, I wanted to forget you. It's just maybe I um, didn't have enough time. Yeah, I think that was the worry <laughs> I got in my head all about writing anything at all. Um, is anybody who listened to the show or even knows that we exist is, I, I think Shani Byrne, I think everybody, you know? Right. Um, but, uh, I was too nervous about forgetting important people. Right. And, and I just went with it and cause I know, I know what it's like to have people list off names and then your name doesn't get read and you kind of have that, totally. you know, that feeling, but don't think that I don't think that I didn't think of you or that your interaction with us didn't mean anything special, even the smallest little. Even the one-star review was enough, Shanny. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. So I did a lot of this research based off of, like, uh, looking at the files and stuff. Like, the first half of this is based on the files. I, I might be off by a little bit, but hopefully I'm on. All right. Well, David, it certainly has been a whirlwind, my friend. The very first time you and I sat down to record was the evening of Tuesday, May 8th, 2019. The episode, which we entitled Triple Zero was about 58 minutes and 50 seconds long, and we wrapped at 11.06 p.m. In the time between then and when we decided to officially roll out the pod, we had developed a website, set up our distribution platform, and worked out some of the kinks and expectations of having a weekly podcast. The next episode we'd record would be the alternate hidden episode, which still lies buried somewhere in the source code. After those initial episodes, the proverbial ball began to roll. We had recorded the next few episodes over the course of the months between June and the launch month of October. I do remember the exhilaration and also the headaches of that first launch. I feel like our pod has never been without some kind of hiccup, but as our listeners can hear, that's become an expected and welcome part of the process. I feel like almost every episode had some sort of learning experience associated with it, from implementing Rave DJ to recording redundant backups to finally getting our soundboards dialed in. 
But that's all behind the scenes stuff, things that you and I would joke about throughout the week through iMessage. The real magic came from our listeners and supporters who listen to us week in and week out from start to finish, some even at 1x speed, the true gluttons for punishment. So while this is a little look under the hood, as it were, it would be nothing without our listeners. The fan base for Jimmy World was a tight-knit group that transcends generations. We've had the pleasure of meeting up with some of them, hearing stories of seeing the band's earliest live performances, hanging out with them in their living room, or playing a rousing game of Jimmy World Pokemon while they take pictures with each and every member of the band. It's been an incredible journey, David, and I wanted to take this moment to thank as many people as I could. First and foremost, I'd like to thank my wife. While our late night recording sessions didn't exactly interrupt our evening routine, it was still 180 plus nights of us sitting at our recording stations for hours at a time. For about three and a half years now, you and I have had the pleasure of spending a weeknight together, and I couldn't have been able to do that without the help and support of Lindsay, so thank you for that. There are so many others who have come into our lives through several different platforms. I'll only name a few here, but know that anybody who has touched us through all of our regular haunts is appreciated more than you know. Thank you to Susie, Angela, Marina, Kimberly, Jed, Kevin, Steve, Gabe, Joyce, and Joshua, Mitch Porter, Emily, Aaron, Matt, Eric, Spencer, Sam and Josiah, Jake T. O'Donnell, and of course, the band, specifically Jim. All of our friends on Discord, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, everyone who has been a guest called in and left us a voicemail, sent us an email, DM'd us, or tipped us off. Thank you all. Thank you so much. Your time and effort has been invaluable to us on our journey. Thank you, and good night. Oh, couldn't have said it better, Bran. That was that was beautiful. Thank you to everybody. Absolutely. Um, it's uh, It's been a wild ride, and I'm excited to see what's next. And uh, And... I couldn't have asked for a better co-host and really team like and the kids. You know what I mean? Like we've watched our kids grow up doing this pod. And uh, it's weird to think three and a half years, three yeah. and a half, <laughs> a little over that. Keaton didn't exist when we started. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like was Jack and diapers still when we started the podcast? Yeah, they would have been. So that would have been, I guess, two and a half, right? Two and a half. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe not. I feel like we've touched on this. Maybe it was on another milestone. If it was, if it was a hundred or hundred and fifty, and we were remarking about, hey, when we when we hit one, fifteen year old Jack is stoked to hear us <laughs> talking about this right now. Oh, Dad! <laughs> oh, stop talking about the pod. <laughs> it's, I, it's oh, I did. I, I wrote a note. Um, that is no joke. Hidden in the source code of the website is the hidden right and there pilot is. episode. Which is like, if you feel like you've listened to everything, if you were a patron and you listened to all the Patreon content and you've listened to every episode, there is still a little bit more if you haven't found that episode. It came from old, uh, is it still password protected? I think we had oh my God. password protected it. And do we recall what that password is? I know what it is. It's Penny Loaf. That's it. You're right. <laughs> Um, (laughs) uh, when we decided to re-record it, we had joked about making it still available, the original version, and that version, uh, we kept it hidden in the source code a la all those old early 2000 band websites. And I think, um, Damon Lindelof did that with the Lost website and, uh, and Panic at the Disco did it with their music. They would hide MP3s in the source code of their website or something. It's directions <laughs> to where to find them, and uh, and so we we uh, 
we bit off that idea. So yeah, really, for real. Hidden in the source code of jimmypod.com is uh are you trying to log was, in and get dude, it? Ready? I can't find it. I don't even know where I put it. But find it if you dare. <laughs> I can see Justin feverishly yeah, like, like typing. Like, where the hell did I put this thing, dude? <laughs> well, if it's not there at the moment, we'll get it back in. Yeah. Um and and dude, your technical prowess really made this enjoyable. Like I think it was really tough to be that person that kind of owned the technical aspect and cared enough about the production of a podcast to not also let that suffer. And so to own both of those things was a lot of work. And you approached it having never done a podcast at all with so much confidence and um, and knowledge and so, I, again, I know I thanked you at the beginning, but thanking you here at the end, uh, it really made it, it, it took a weight off of my shoulders, and I don't, I want to believe that I didn't feel like I was writing your coattails the whole time. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I have one more thing to play. Uh, if, uh, if there's nothing else that you can think of. Well, I don't we- know if I've really officially thanked you, David, for, uh, oh, well. <laughs> For first of all, sending that that first Twitter DM, right? That kind of sparked. It was the on whole Twitter thought. that we started. Pretty sure, yeah. I think it was on. If not, because I didn't on have Instagram. your cell phone number. Yeah, yeah, right. And I feel like it was just like it, before all of our con- all of our hours of conversation. Like it was such a through friends, you know, knowing one another, kind of knowing of one another. But it, I could just watching our friendship blossom over the last three and a half years to something that's like that. It's it's almost it. <laughs> It's it's an, been an amazing experience watching it flourish, and yeah. so for thank you for first reaching out to me, uh, and then also you've basically like I've done a lot of the technical stuff on the on the bottom end. There are things that you know I I, sh- I shouldn't talk down upon myself, but like I've dropped the ball a couple of times on like content and things. But you have always brought your A game with your research, uh, and content that you bring to the table i think i add a lot to it but you really brought a lot of the meat of what the pod was about which was researching finding new things out realizing connections and making making more of a you know just like increasing the community and being a a good part uh a prolific part of the community and that's all on you man and then all of the all of the interviews that you did too thank you so much for doing those. I know that we were able to kind of, at the beginning, we were kind of flip-flopping back and forth and I was doing a couple, but you do such good interviews. You bring, you do your research. And I know that people that have talked with us, um, and both of us, but mostly the conversations that people have with you is that they know that you do your research, that you you go through and you, and you research them. You also bring stuff to the table that's relevant to them and the band. And it makes for a great interview. And I know our episodes, what, are on average like three hours, but I could listen to this stuff because it's good content and it's, and now it's out there and anyone can access it. And I'm hoping that it stays, you know, alive as, as long as we do. Be the people in the community that we really gravitate toward get it. And like Aaron Brunkard, I was like, oh, you know, I think I'm going to recut the episodes and, and put out a, like a more accessible, uh, uh, <laughs> um, I think in the church they call it seeker sensitive, <laughs> like a seeker sensitive version. Like, like so, like really you just, dumb it down. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and he was like, "Nah, don't do that." Like this is this is what I dig, and like even Kevin was like, 
and Steve, uh, all these people that we gravitate toward that have been a constant presence in the community from the community in the podcast have said, like, it's nice to tune in and feel like I'm catching up with you guys. So I get it. It's probably not for everybody. I probably will end up doing a secret sensitive version of the pod <laughs> uh, where it's just re-editing the episodes and making it also making it less litigious and maybe cutting out all the times we play straight up music on the pod. Right. We made it 181 episodes and never got flagged. So uh, yeah, no, right. Even with um, all the jokes. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I just wanted to reiterate that like uh, it is, I think you're right. Like it is a cool thing that we built um and i appreciate you a lot so thanks david you know people say you can't have new friends in your 30s and i think we pulled it off dude. hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) just do a podcast it's that simple (laughs) there it is yeah um so this last thing that i want to play unless i'm stepping on you no go uh, ahead i'm done thank you this is essentially us Kicking in the door and entering the Jimmy World community. <laughs> I, I knew I wanted to end with this song. I thought I would write a speech and then edit a way that I put this song underneath it. But I wasn't going to write anything better than was written in this scene from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when they accidentally wind up in the future. And they <laughs> they basically are fish out of water. And this is like you and me basically kicking in the door and entering the Jimmy <laughs> World community. So uh, it ends as appropriately as it possibly could. Uh, so Alex Winter and Keanu, I think we'll take the one on this one. And, uh, and let's take a listen. You guys stay here. Sure do play excellent music. Most outstanding. Excellent to each other. 
Party on, dudes! Gotta get back to our report. Yeah, we take you with us, but it's a history report, not a future report. Later. Later. Let's get back and do our report. Good idea. That's us. There it is. That's us. That's us, dude. <laughs> it's been a wild ride. Excited for what's next. Me too, man. Me too. Well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Should we leave it at Alex Winter and uh, Keanu Reeves taking us out, or you want to do it one more time? Let's do it one last time. Let's do it one last time. One well, last time. if you find yourself outside a restroom at Casey Moore's on 9th and Ash on a Tuesday night and you have an ex... That's there with you. Remember to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! And we're clear. That's it. (laughs) Nice, dude.